spelled that wrong. Um, okay, um, Tess is having problems with her router, so she's going to reset and be back in five minutes. So I'm going to be doing a lot of talking here, so we can go over the Superman panel. Uh, since it's a lot of quoting. Okay, first got to find it. Let's see. It's probably on a different page by now because there's tons of things that's happening at San Diego Comic-Con. If you ever go to the con, one, you'll be lucky because getting to get tickets is a roulette wheel. Uh, getting a hotel is even worse. Um, and the other thing is, is if you basically have to have a battle plan for that uh, because, you know, what happens is they schedule all this stuff and you're like, oh, I want to see this and I want to see that. And, oh, what happens when they schedule them at the same time in two different rooms? And it's not like you you think that, oh, well, I will see this at 1 o'clock and then at 3 o'clock I will see this. Well, if they're in two different rooms, then the problem is is that if people stay in the room, then you may not get a seat. So that's kind of the dealio on cons, especially San Diego Comic Con. Uh, San Diego was my first con. I went in 2010 just before the new 52. Uh, actually, before their um, editorial retreat. And um, let's see if I can find this on here. Please help me. Um, so, oh, there's Tej. Hold on. I clicked it. What's it doing? All right. I'll just click it till it goes clear. Hey, are you back? Hello. Hello. I was rambling about the... Uh, Battle plans of going to San Diego Comic Con. And oh yeah, I, 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 you know, it was a, it's always been and will continue to be a dream of mine to go to San Diego Comic Con. Right. And I thought yesterday people had tents. Oh yeah. They had sleeping bags. They had yeah. umbrellas. They had food, and I'm like. So basically, if I go to San Diego, right, I'll just go for the Saturday show. I don't have to book a hotel because I'll just sleep on the street, like, you know, with everybody else. Right. And, and you, well, I kind mean, of, but it is, they started lining up for Saturday, some of Saturday show at Hall H on Friday. Yeah, Friday during the day. Yeah. And... So I was like, okay, so I'll just like, you know, stink a little, put some deodorant under there, it's fine. Uh, if I meet Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot, they excuse the stench I was waiting outside <laughs> for y'all. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, but yeah, yeah, you know what, I would still go. With all that, I would still go because it's just, I mean, people who are there today, right, it's once in a lifetime. You, it, that is the first time the Justice League was on stage. I don't care about the Avengers, right? Okay, they were they did like the D grade people, right? This is the Justice League, and I was like, wow, you know, this is history in the making. Right. So. And yeah, I, I'd go. You have the Superman panel stuff. Um, I don't have. 
Uh oh, I have let me uh let me see if I got the channel. I don't want to go to Newsarama because they were stupid. Um, right. Well, I have the, we the, say the, the, that the is because Newsarama put up a blurb about preview for Action Nine Sixty and tell them what they did. Oh yeah, I oh I literally freaked out. And I went and I deleted all my tweets after that because I said, oh, I said some horrible things there. But, um, yeah, they, uh, okay, let me, let, me, let me put it to you this way, right? Everybody said Action Comics preview was going to be released with, um, at San Diego, right? And then we'd get it online. And that's what they did. They released it um on one of the panels that Dan Jurgens was at on Friday or something. It would have been Superman then, 101. Yes, right? And so they released it there. And the panel is, right, the, the caption that they used, that DC used, right, was uh, one woman joins the doomsday battle. Right. Right? Newsarama get the exclusive to release the preview online and they go and put there uh, the tweet is former lovers reunite as Wonder Woman saves Clark Kent and I'm like what the actual fuck people what (laughs) you know it's like just leave your your petty you know um, fomance fetish at the door because it's dead it's gone Yeah, I was just like, seriously, we're going with that? Well, for one thing, the new CK, as we're referring to him, mm-hmm. never dated her. No, he did not. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just stupid. Okay, did I find it here? Uh, um. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's just like all Justice League right now. Right. And this happened Oh, Marvel. Marvel is coming out of the panel after this. I feel sorry for them. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Marvel booked the the time uh, slot right after Warner Brothers Hall H. And they're coming on at um, 2 p.m., half past 2, that sort of time. Uh, and Hall H on today, uh, Saturday, yeah. So, oh, poor Marvel. And they're bringing, like, footage and stuff. Oh, so quaint. <laughs> Let's see if you trend worldwide. That's Newsarama, though. I don't want Newsarama. But Newsarama is easier to navigate. The comic book resources is, like, crazy. No, I do not want to see King Arthur. I want to see Superman. Yeah, that's King Arthur. Yeah. Um, more than 24 hours? Hello? Superman's rebirth takes flight. Is that it? One day ago. Yes. Ah, found it. You found CBRs? Yes. Yeah, yes. I found both of them. Okay, so you can do... Do, you do CBRs, and I'll look over Newsarama and see if there's anything 
that they added, but it, mostly I think they detracted from it. So yeah, uh, they they retracted a lot. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, am I reading? Am I reading the whole well, thing? Uh, right. How long is it? Okay. Oh, so long. Yeah, no, I'll read it. I'll read it. It's fine. It's not that long. Um. Okay, so they basically have an introduction. What's old is new again. Reintroduced is pre New Fifty Two Superman, one true man of steel in the post. Yes, the one as the one true man of steel. The post rebirth this universe by adding a new dimension to his never-ending battle as Clark Kent. Clark Kent's son, young son, uh, John Kent, who is now going into his own powers. Uh, on the panel. DC's panel, we have Gene Yang, Pat Gleason, Dan Jurgens, Tyler Kitchen, uh, Kirkham, sorry, um, Peter Tomasi, and moderator Hank Kalaz. Kalaz. Whatever. Yeah. He used to be over, well, he used to be at Wallstrom, and then came over and he did the. Digitals, and I think he's still over to Digitals, and I think he was over Vertical at one point, but I don't know. Since they got new editors over there, I don't know what he's doing. So, Okie dokie. Uh, so the panel kicks off with Gene Yang talking about the new Super Dash Man. Um, Jim Lee and Dan Deal came up with the concept. And here is, you remember last week we talked about new Super Dash Man. Uh, and I said it doesn't seem organic and natural. It seems like a thing where they say, "We want the diversity crowd, so we're gonna we're gonna come up with this." It's not it's not a character who just happens to be super powered. It's a super powered character who is Chinese Superman. Right. Right. That's that's how they describe him. It's not just a guy who happens to be of Chinese descent who gets superpowers. It's Chinese Superman. And so I feel, it's, I feel this is a, a marketing ploy to get the diversity crowd in or to say, look, we cater for the diversity of, of people. Right. And my question is, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman showed up at the end of that issue. Yeah. How did they get their powers? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's basically like Dr. Ullman is creating her own Justice League, but they happen to be Chinese. And I'm like... And they even described Dr. Oman as the Amanda, the Chinese Amanda Waller. And I was literally pulling my hair out. I was like, why can't you just make her her own character? Well, what that tells me, and Jin Yang even admits that he's never really actually been to China. Oh, yeah. He, he says that he's, uh, he, he has people in Beijing right. who he talks to in Shanghai. But he's never um, actually been there. Right. And that's why when they announced this book, I looked at it and I thought, well, if it catches on, fine. But I think it's it's a short-term thing. Especially because uh, Keenan, yeah, Keenan Kong, who mm-hmm. Clark's power, he's going to have to give those up. Yeah, unless he can, yeah. unless you know something happens and he gets to keep them, but you know, I if it doesn't do well, they'll just give the powers back to Clark, and that book will be no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they hire Yang to do, you know, and look what they gave him to do. 
I mean, seriously? And this way he gets to write Superman, but it's not quite Superman. But it has all the care. I mean, it has Lois character, which, you know, um, which is what Lois was in the first issue of Action Comics. So, and now they're bringing in the, and, you know, bringing in the Justice League at the end of the first issue was like, really? So soon? Yeah. This guy yeah. It's barely. Like you, can't, you can't even give this guy his own comic. And it's like, right. they know it's a publicity ploy, so they're like, We've been in Superman, we've been in Lois Lane, we've been in the Justice League. And I'm like, hold on, you know. And that's when I knew this wasn't a character-driven story at all. Right. It's it's a marketing ploy. And then for him to confirm, you know, it was an idea of Jim Lee and Dan DeDio, I was like, yeah. Well, And I feel sorry. Now, this promise that it was people, Jim Lee and Jeff Johns. I don't know about that. Uh, No. I definitely um, can see Jim Lee, but... Jeff? On CB on CBR it says Gene Yang talked about the new Super Dash Man. Jim Lee and Dan DeDio came up with the concept. Well, here it says no Jim, men- Jim Lee and Jeff Johns' idea on Newsarama. So, okay, who are we gonna believe? Definitely Jim Lee's idea. <laughs> uh, listen, the common denominator between the two is Jim Lee. Right. We'll blame him. Jim Lee. We'll blame him. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he goes on to say, you know, um, he gives a backstory to what Keenan Kong's name means, which is to overcome. Um, so I suppose, you know, overcome, overcoming obstacles and stuff. Uh, okay, so they talk about, you know, he's got powers and he has to deal with them. Clock's personality is going to affect um, his decisions and help him to be uh, Superman, basically. And there's a big fight scene with the Freedom Fighters in Superman, Super, New Super Dash Man 4. Okay. All right, so Yang departs the stage and attention turns to Kirkham and Jurgens, action comics. Um, Kirkham noted that though his design for Doomsday is based on Dan Jones' original, the character evolves leading to changing visual presence. Um, Jurgens compares the dual artist double shipping situation to movies not being shot in order. Um, that means that, yes, sometimes you have to go back and make corrections of certain elements if certain elements don't line up. As Kirkham confessed, he had to do the plaid on Clark Kent's shirt. Now, we I found something out about the plaid on Clark Kent's shirt. Um... I tweeted it to Holly, and it's it's on my Twitter as well if you guys want to go and see it. The plaid is the same material, the same color, the same everything as the Superman um, that or, or the Clark Kent that died in Batman Superman Annual number 
two, if I'm not mistaken. It was the whole saga of who is Superman's Joker, who turned out to be um, Zadu. And uh, that was that whole storyline where one woman doesn't feature at all in the storyline. But Lois Lane features very heavily in that storyline. This is when Greg, Greg Pak couldn't write Lois in action comics, but wanted to write Lois, so he used Batman Superman as his, um, uh, his, his place, his safe haven to write Lois. And he wrote something that we all picked up on and everybody went, went crazy about this in either good or bad highlights, you know, depending on which side of the fence you were. Where Lois Lane um, is talking to Batman and they're setting up this, um, this thing where they can find out who, this, who is attacking everybody. Uh, it turned out to be little Kryptonians that were being controlled uh, by Zadu, uh, the little Kryptonians that were in the bottle city of Kandor. And they were being used as bullets, projectiles. Uh, that leaves no marks, that leaves no anything. But anyway, when they set it up, Lois Lane uses the whole term of um, our secret romance. And the secret romance hints to something that Dan Jurgens wrote in Superman Annual Number 2, um, or 3, I can't remember which one it was, Superman Annual by, by Dan Jurgens, where it deals with the whole PSI war. Um, Lois is infected with uh, brainiac powers, but before that she says, Superman's cape kept me warm on the dark side of the moon. Um, And then this is brought up again in the secret romance where she says, we've been to the dark side of the moon and we keep each other warm, or kept each other warm sort of thing. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know. It could not be this. It could be this. We don't know. Uh, but we we do get a hint from the previous action comics that Superman was hidden. Um, or Clark Kent was hidden by Superman, rather. Right, but and pre pre fifty two or yeah pre Flashpoint Superman doesn't remember. But then again, he's not who he thinks he is. So, but, right. Well, I think. I think it has nothing to do with, with pre-Flashpoint uh, Superman. I think there is a, the, the, the Superman that died, the one we call the Sand Superman of the New 52, right? He replaced Clark Kent when he died. I don't think Clark Kent regained his powers. Right? You remember that was the whole thing where, right. where Clark it, Kent lost his powers, and that's why he was stabbed, Right. Right. So I don't think he regained his powers. I think his powers were somehow transferred to this clone for for no other, you know, um, for lack of description, this clone who then became the new 52 Superman, who then started super flaring all the time, right? Couldn't and was basically, you know, all over the place, right? Um, because he didn't have Clark Kent's 
emotions. You know they say when you copy something, right? You you actually taught me this. A copy of a copy of a copy, it gets faded away, right? It's it's not the original. And so I think, you know, there, there is definitely something afoot there. And I think Dan Jordan picked up on this. I don't know if it was written in as a contingency because we had futures end and convergence that were being written along the same times. So I don't know if it was written in as a contingency because the DCYOU was coming up right after that. So I don't know. But I just I just say it's it's pretty mysterious. Let's put it that way. Hello. Sorry, I'm on the other phone. Can you fill in? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll just go through the whole um, CBR thing. Okay, so Jogans continues and he says, Doomsday's ability to hone in on Kryptonians will cause trouble for the super family. He's located another Kryptonian on Earth, and that is actually John. The fight comes to the farm, placing Superman's wife and son in danger. Tomasi said he looked to what everybody loves about Superman. And he says, having John in the story is a great way to view Superman. It's a way to have Superman come back and appear trustworthy. We both really love writing the character-based stuff, Tomasi said of himself and Jurgen. Who set up the family dynamic in the Lois and Clark miniseries that preceded Rebirth. One of the great things about having a book coming out twice a month is you can explore corners that you might not be able to do in a monthly book, Jurgen said. As having as having 40 pages a month to play with allows for more detours. A fan asked what the Time Masters have been up to since Convergence. It's on my list of things to get to, he said. The good thing about two books a month is that you can get through a lot of material really quickly. Using Doomsday and Superman's new circumstances allow us to to say new things about who Superman is today, Jordan said, since everyone knows the original story. There's a lot of cool stuff. Um, so a fan asks about Lois, and Tomasi says there's a lot of cool stuff coming up for Lois, uh, particularly something in Superman number five. Uh, without Action Comics number one, we wouldn't have the industry... Okay, let me just get this full quote that um, Tomasi said about Lois. Hold on. I have it screen kept and saved. Um, okay. So a fan asks about Lois Lane and what role she'll play in the Superman comic in the future. In Superman, Lois is a main character who is a strong woman and aside from being a mother and a wife, is a partner. Uh, Tomasi says, saying that issue five will have some developments for Lois. 
We're not relinquishing her or pushing her into the shadows. Uh, Dan Jogans says, Action Comics is really the cornerstone, not just of DC, but the industry in a lot of ways. Without Action Comics number one, 1938, you wouldn't have a lot of the comics we love today. Uh, Jogans says, before adding that Superman wasn't the only character to debut in Action Comics number one. Lois Lane debuted there as well. She can't just be Mrs. Superman. It has to be more than that. Uh, yay! Dan Jogan's laying down the law. Um, Kirkham noted that John is watching the Superman Doomsday fight with his mother on TV. Lois knows how this go- could end. Um, Tomasi says there are no plans for John to join the Teen Titans um, because he's going to be in, you know, Super Sun, so don't need him in Teen Titans. Um, a fan asks the panelists to reveal what Superwoman number one will address with the multiple Lois Lanes as well as Lana Lang, who got struck by. Um, Superman's final blast, solar blast. Um, they obviously didn't go into much detail, but said that the fan was very um, aware of what was what was put forward in the comic. Uh, so then there's Lex Luthor questions. Uh, blah blah blah. Lex Lex Lex. Not interested in Lex. You know, yeah, he's gonna play he's the villain. But he also wants to be Superman. Um someone asked about um the complications inherent in the old new Superman from a new reader standpoint. Uh Tomasi says you have to let go sometimes and go along with it as a reader, get immersed in the story and trust the creators. You can't let it feed your reading all the time. I've never been one to get too bogged down in continuity. I just let the current creative teams tell their story. Uh, on the topic of the restored Lois and Clark marriage, Jurgens noted that Lois and Superman have, have always been connected since Action Comics number one. But to the new 52, not only were they not married, but they didn't even have that connection. When he wrote several issues early on in the new 52 run, Jogan said, I felt that absence. I think we all felt it. Um, last question was, will the legion of superheroes be showing up? And Tomasi says, no comment. Uh, but Canals added that they have been Hints in recent issues. I have not seen. I mean, other than other than DC Comics Rebirth, I haven't seen any other issues. Uh, hints in the issues. Yeah, because we got. Uh, no, I want I want to say Star Girl, but that's not right. What's her name? Irma. Saturn Girl. Saturn Girl. Yeah, Saturn Girl. Uh, mm-hmm. She's been arrested. And she she's been arrested. <laughs> and, she, and she's like. Don't worry, everything's gonna be all right. I know this because I'm from the future, and I'm yeah. like, thank you, Saturn girl. 
<laughs> I will take this as a hint to, you know, return to DC Comics. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, yeah. the whole Lois, the, you know, I don't know if you've talked about this because I was on the other line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole secret romance, I really think that happened during the five-year gap. 100% agree with you. Yeah. Um, there have um, been more, you know, I've been, uh, we've been reading the New 52, but not just reading it, we've been analyzing it. Right. And, I mean, we have been analyzing this crap. Um, and the thing is, we have asked the writers, we have asked the creators, well, does this mean something? And when Scott Lobdell, you know, comes forward and when you say, you know, I asked him. He used to talk to me a lot because, I don't know, he liked my username or something. Right. Um, but but the thing is, he used to, you know, you know me. I When I ask somebody on Twitter something, I'm never rude. Um, and I always, um, it, no matter what they are writing, even, even Charles Soule, when I used to ask him about the format, I used to be very polite to him. I'm just that type of person, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and so they they answer me because, hello, I'm asking politely. I'm saying, please, thank you. Have a nice day, you know. Um, and he told me that there are enough hints in there to the in, to what their relationship was. Right. And... You know, yes, at that time I was very, you know, we were very angry. Maybe our eyes were foggy, you know, because we were just like, we want the soul man's gone, that sort of thing. But uh, analyzing it now, you understand what they meant, that there is enough information, hints that were given to us that show us, yeah, Lois and Clark could have very easily had a relationship in the five-year gap right, um, before Jonathan Carroll, who was only introduced one year before the five-year uh, five mark. Yeah, so he was introduced in year four, right? Right. By and, Andy Diggle and Tony Daniel. Yes, by Andy Diggle and Tony Daniel. Did you, you can read me. the conversation I sent you? Well, I didn't really say it, but I said, you need to look at this. Yeah. There's just lights outside the house. I'm just checking. One second. Okay. Anyway, there was... Someone had posted um, the new... One of the new... I think it's action covers. The Lois Lane's very prominent. I think it was this past one, uh, 959. And he thanked um, Tony Daniels and um, Andy Diggle for their run because he really loves Lois. He misses Lois, blah, blah, blah. And Andy Diggle responded, because he's a huge Lois fan, he said, I miss writing her. And then Tony Daniels comes up and tweets, hey, man, hey, bro, you need to come back to D.C. And then Diggle replied, I will. (laughs) And it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because he can come back now because then he can do his Lois stuff that he wants. But We'll have to see <clears throat> how that pans out. Is everything okay yeah. on your front? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just some people driving really slowly on our 
street, but they gone now. <sighs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, everything's cool there. <laughs> but it was Diggle. Sure, he only wrote one issue, and he gave the layout for the next two issues to D- Tony Daniels. But mm-hmm. yeah. he was... Well, Tony Daniels was a writer as well. Oh, so... yeah. But... Um, yeah. He did write the only story in the five-year gap we ever saw. Very true, yes. Because Grant Morrison stayed in the past. He didn't come into... Right. He stayed, what, what was it, six months, eight months before the five-year gap, right? He, he couldn't get into the first year. But really, we don't know when that first year ended or began or whatever. Because action right. started... Story-wise, started six months before Justice League. Right. Okay. Which was five years in the past. Yes. So Action Comics is five years, six months in the past. Right. Uh, and then we had um, when when they were sort of uh, transitioning, we had Andy Deagle in the middle, and he was within the five-year gap. Right. right? And Clark Kent was very into Lois Lane. Yeah, we were doing the googly eye sex thing. Listen, they I'm pretty sure they uh, they, they were if if there was like no call, you know, or no super hearing thing happening, they would have done it there on the table. Okay, so and then out of nowhere Jonathan Carroll very suspiciously arrived. I still say he was a ploy. Um I think he was a plant by Lex. I honestly think he was his story was supposed to go further, but they just messed it up so much where they said they didn't want Lois anywhere in it, that they didn't have time to tell her story. Because I honestly believe that whole... You remember the, the Lois Lane one-shot where there was this mysterious guy as well? I was 100% certain it was Jonathan Carroll. Right. And who was working for a secret organization that was changing those people into mutants. And, yeah, yeah. But I, I, they just didn't further that story because they didn't want Lois, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, sucky. <laughs> I, I, I truly believe there was more that was going to be explored. But then they just, like, they let the ball drop badly with, with Superman. I mean, nobody even picked up the ball after that, you know? It was just, right. like, abandoned. So, yeah. But yeah, I definitely think there's more to that secret romance thing. The what? I, uh, <laughs> the secret romance thing. Oh, yeah. It, I think well, that's going to come I back. I that whole blog piece about the hoax. Right, yeah, and you made me read those those two comics where um, Wonder Woman comes in and helps Superman save Lois Lane in the Silver Age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. you're like, it can be this. It can be this. Right. <laughs> but then I told you, I remember I specifically told you, no, Tiara wouldn't save anybody. But she didn't even want to, she didn't even want to save Superman. Okay, she was ready to cut his head off and be done with it. So. Oh yeah, that was doing the doomy thing. But the, and they had to make well, they actually did that to make Lois look good. Let's face it. 
Let's face it. True. So anyway, the thing is, is that uh, Dan Jurgens is now writing action comics, and he knows about the secret romance. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's no reason why he wouldn't play with that. But, right. you know, mm-hmm. and why did Jeff Johns say that they've been doing this for five years? Because, or ten years, excuse me. Because basically we got action number one, then Justice League, and then a five-year gap in both of those books. Well, a, a five-year gap between action and Superman and five-year gap in Justice League itself between six and seven. Mm-hmm. And so that's the ten years because then we had another from the beginning of Superman and the rest of the number one. We had five years of story. So that yes. adds mm-hmm. up to ten. Then Dan has pre-52 Superman coming the same time that the New 52 started. Yep. Mm-hmm. So why would he do that unless they are going to go back and try to show us what was happening in the five-year gap or use that to play with to, like, say, you know, he really loved Lois. He always loved Lois. It's, you know, he got – and plus, you know, Jeff Jones again, in Justice League – one through six, Superman got sent to Apocalypse. Batman brought back a Superman. They didn't know each other that well. He could have brought the wrong one back. Yeah, you know, I never understood um, the Justice League Origins storyline because literally in issue two, Superman and and Batman are fighting each other and they, they like are ready to kill each other, basically, right? Yeah. Two issues in, in issue four, Batman's like, hey, Hal Jordan, I'm Bruce Wayne. Don't worry. I know what it's like to lose people. I'm going to bring back Superman. And I'm like, what? I mean, even when you watch the Justice League War movie, which I unfortunately watched recently. Oh, I um, watched it when it came out, and I was... I drink a lot of wine. I know. You were tweeting me when you were doing that. We were, we were like, watching it simultaneously, and I was like, Holly is so drunk right now because she's like, what's, what's going on here, you know? And anyway. I wasn't drunk. But you were, you were loose. You were like, oh, yeah. look at this. Look at this stuff. Look at this. Ugh, 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 ugh. Vomit, vomit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's a beautiful bucket. Um, and I watched it recently because, like I said, my niece was learning to read. She read in the synopsis Batman, Superman, and she was, like, all excited. Then she was like, uh-uh, this is the evil Superman. Who's this guy? Uh, what happened to Wonder Woman, you know? Uh, she didn't even want to call her Wonder Woman. Um, that's why we call her but, Tiara. That's why we call her Tiara. <laughs> um but yeah, I, recently I watched that, and even in that movie, it doesn't make sense no. why he goes to Apocalypse to save Superman. You tweeted it out. Batman dummy detective brought back the wrong Superman. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. 
Well, and then here's the other thing. The other, the other reason I say that is that the following year, the next September that came around, because mm-hmm. we would have got the end of Origins in March of 2012. Right. Mhm. September of 2012, we had Villains Month. In the Dark Side issue, at the end, there was a Superman that was being cloned. There was dead clones around him. Kimmy, watch for that religiously. Any mm-hmm. hint of that. And we did get a hint of it on Earth 2 with Brutal. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. And that Superman um, died. The real Superman came back. But his lowest was, um, what's their name? Of Red, Red Tornado. Red Tornado. And then he died. But we never saw him buried because they just had panels of a tree. There was no grave that we could tell, but they said, you know, he had died. And we're going, okay, they just dumped him the under ceremony, tree. where's they the grave? The tree. Huh? They dumped, him, they dumped him under a tree and took his F symbol. Yeah. And it was like, was like, where's the body? Where's the grave? Where's the, you know. And so then, what was the other thing? Um, yeah, we parallel Brutal's death to New 52, Superman's death. Yeah, because he he, he turned, basically he turned to ash. Yep, they, bo- they both turned to dust. And so those ideas wanna... have been floating around for a while. Then the other time we had dead Superman clones was Justice League of America by Brian Hitch. Right. Who is now writing Justice League. Yep. And we're going to be incorporating those ideas that he didn't get to into Justice League book. Yep. Okay. So no, no, you can see you can see hints of it. I think, especially in this issue, that you right. know, the whole. And you know, I don't, I don't understand. People gave this Justice League one such bad reviews because they were like, oh. So the Justice League's just going to fight intergalactic threats. And I'm like, that's what the Justice League is there for. Mm. You know, it's, it's supposed to be bigger. And then you have the, the character moments in their own individual comics. Well, let's face it. Justice League's not going to do street crime, right? No. I mean, if they did... Batman doesn't do that like anymore. If they did that, if the Justice League, like, stopped a mugger, you know, I'm not saying that they don't. They probably do. But the ju- it's the Justice League, okay? They're going to fight the Red Lanterns or intergalactic right. Starro, you big know. Masses of villain or Darkseid or <laughs> Doomsday or... Yeah, that, that's what the Justice League is for. When I go to watch the Justice League movie, I want to see them with Stephen Wolf and the Hounds of, of uh, Apocalypse. Right. And I want to see Parademons. And I want to see the Justice League kicking butt against these, these, these intergalactic deaths. That's what I want to see. I want it to be this, you know, Amy Adams said it better. She said it, uh, or best rather. She said it's the Justice League. It has to be bigger. It, it cannot be just 
small and like how she describes the Trinity, right? She says it was just their battle with Doomsday. She says it has to be bigger, and Zack Snyder's doing that. And that's what I want in a Justice League comic. In Justice League comic, you can give me a double-page spread. You can give me splash pages because that's what I want when I buy a Justice League comic. Um, and then I want hero poses, right? That's what it should be. Um, yeah, if they have some be- character development in it, that's a plus because, you know, you can't yeah. really, and that's what was one of our complaints about New 52 Superman. They weren't developing him in his books, and uh, supposedly Justice League is the what flagship. Not really. You can't develop him in that either. Yeah. Because half the time when they have Clark in the mess, they have to, like, take him out somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody else can do the fight. Otherwise, he could do the whole thing by himself. Right. I mean, look at Justice League Rebirth. Right? Right. 352 Superman comes in and he's like, okay, Wonder Woman, you shoot here. Aquaman, you shoot here. Cyborg, you shoot here. Let's get this thing and we get it done, right? That's what Superman's supposed to do in a Justice League. And because he is the, the biggest guns, right, out there. He's the biggest guns. No one can compare to Superman. Um, and so for me, if there is, like you said, if there's character development, if there's moments of friendship and all that sort of thing, like the Flash was joking with Cyborg and Aquaman and Batman in Justice League Rebirth. That is fine. That's that's the yeah. cherry on top. You have to show relationship, but what I was talking about was character development. You really can't mm-hmm. have it in a team book too much. Unless right. focus on like two like the new Green Lanterns. Obviously, they were indu- introduced in Justice League, so you had to get some kind of character development for them. But then they went mm-hmm. off and put them in the Green Lantern books, and so then you got most of it there. So, right, yeah. yeah. Or, or like for example, Aquaman. You said, like when you read Aquaman Rebirth, you didn't get his conflict, his inner conflict between you know the him worlds. Yeah, he's the two worlds, right? And then you see that with him and Diana and how in Justice League and how they form that bond because she's also from two worlds, right? She's confused because she doesn't even know where she's coming from now. There's a whole bunch of lies, which we'll catch up with in Wonder Woman. You see what I'm going now? Yeah. You get your character development in the individual books. Exactly. And then the Justice League is just them coming together. So, but anyway, like I was saying, um, I even forgot about things. Uh, that's what I want from the Justice League, and the New Fifty Two got it wrong so bad. New Fifty Two got so many things wrong. wrong. Yeah. Um, but once they like left Jeff Johns to do his own thing, and they didn't keep interfering with him, he got it really well. He got yeah. it really good. Like. The Amazing War and Dark Side War, even though Superwoman from Earth 3 took forever to have that baby, well, that he got a lot of the... Oh, that was the problem. And then we talked about this all through the time. It's like Jeff has these really good ideas. Like Trinity War. Trinity War should never have lasted 18 months. No, it should have lasted like Six. maximum five months. 
Yeah. Maximum. And it would have been fantastic. It was because the rest of the books were floundering around, and they really didn't have any cohesiveness to the universe. And, you know, I think that's what Jim Lee thinks of as continuity. I know Didio doesn't consider cohesiveness the same as continuity. But, no, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, continuity, okay, if you take a single uh, book with a number of issues, you, the continuity should be there from, like, say, you know, if you write six issues, what happens in mm-hmm. issue one, and you talk about it in issue three, you know, there's a, you know, people are like, oh, okay, but... Like we said with the Fomance book, uh, it would happen in issue two, but oh, here it's completely opposite here in issue four. And it's the same writer. And it's like, what? You can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's not continuity. It's it's cohesiveness. It's good storytelling to remember what the hell you wrote before. And mm-hmm. we didn't really get that in the New 52. But Jeff, we knew that he was hindered by, uh, I assume, changes, uh, other books floundering around to a, where he couldn't get them to, you know, come on in, you know, for the ride for a little bit. You know, this is supposed to be the flagship. So what does a flagship do? It goes out in front, and then the other bo- other boats come alongside or behind you know, but it's leading and says, like, come and join me, you know. And then, then the books can veer off and go into their own thing. But they never allowed Justice League truly to be a flagship. It was like Jeff was mm-hmm. going one direction and the other books were like, I don't know where I'm going. I'll just spin around here for a while. And, you know, he couldn't get the job done because they, you know, it just wasn't, Feasible, and then I'm sure they pulled the rug out of you know pulled the plug for a lot of stuff you know that he had planned, and especially the time frames. I mean, Trinity War lasted 18 months. Forever Evil was still in the background for how many years? Two years. Yeah, a good so, two years. Yeah. So now it's like you know, and I think the same thing happened with Superman. To be honest. He was going to have Lois's birthday party. Jeff would not lie to people. When you know he was excited about that because you know that he announced that at New York Comic Con. Oh, Lois is going to have a birthday party, and then mm-hmm. they took it away from him. And he's like, "What? Oh, well, John Romita Jr. You know, I'm, he's like, and you know what? I don't know. You know, John Romita Jr. might be a legend, but." He even badmouthed Superman when him and Scott Snyder were talking about their Batman book. And did I'm like, he? The dude wow. does not like Superman. Why in the H did you put him on the Superman book? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I get I get why Dan DiDio wanted to do it, right? He wanted to put a big-name artist with a big-name right. writer. Because Superman, the title was sinking faster than the Titanic, okay? And it was going down, and they needed to do something. Uh, But, you know, I truly believe 
that Jeff Johns was enough to save that book. Oh, if yeah. they had left Jeff Johns alone, if they had given him an artist that would have looked into, you know, like Jason Fabric, right? They could have done that because Jason Fabric was, they were looking for a book to put him on and then they found, and then they said, we'll put him on Justice League. Right. So it was round about the same time. They could have put Jason on Superman, just on John Romita on Justice League. Justice League still wouldn't be finished then. But well, I, you know, Justice League was the number two book. I don't think they were going to take that gamble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. So, I mean, you know, Romita Jr. has to prove himself. And unfortunately, he still, he still hasn't proven Superman himself. to do it because I mean it was basically in the toilet. But Jeff did bring it up, um, like a few ten, a couple, like twenty thousand, thirty thousand books orders. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you know, Ramita Jr. was like, uh, you know, the Superman book is well, action. Okay, action is Superman. I mean, we were stuck with Rags Morales for the action run, you know, who started his blog out, Superman sucks. Yeah. And then we get John Romita Jr., the minute, I mean, any time in, in an interview, it was how much he didn't like this about the character or that about the character, and he really, you know, Clark Kent could never have a model like Lois Lane, and then he didn't like Lois's hair because it was the same as Clark's. It was just these bizarre things. It was like, would someone muffle him? Because this is not going to sell the book. And then the kicker was they allowed him to write an issue. He he didn't want to do the dialogue. His big thing was to get Superman drunk and naked. That was it. Right? Oh, am I losing you, Tej? Nope, got a chicken wing in my mouth. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah, his big thing was to get Superman drunk because he never drank before or tasted food or anything, except in issue 39 that John had written. And he drew, but apparently he didn't read the script. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been all over that before, but I... Definitely yep. think, mm-hmm. bring it back to where we were. Um, I definitely think the secret romance will happen in the five-year gap. I think um, I think what they'll do is, okay, so if, well, I'm just throwing stuff out here. If the real New 52 Superman, which we saw pretty much in action comics, he was a hero in the action comics when Morrison was, Right. And he was a hero in year four. Yes. So maybe he mm-hmm. hasn't been gone that long, but we just didn't see the first, the four years. But um, I think when the whole Jonathan Carroll thing, maybe maybe that's when he got taken hostage or whatever. Uh, but you would think that, and, you know, they never really had Clark and Lois that close in that, he would like say, "You're not acting like yourself, or something," you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they did all that mind whammy stuff on Clark. Remember? 
you know, he yep. was the one with the, was being mind whammied all the time. So we couldn't really, ne- and we never really got Lois's voice. I mean, especially in Doomed. I'm sitting there going, where's Lois's voice? I mean, she's pretty much the connecting thing here. But no. Uh-huh. So, so that's just it. If we would see things from Lois's perspective, we would have known something was up. And then, you know, the whole thing at C2E2, I don't know, I can't remember what year it was. It was either the second or third year of the New 52. And he said, oh, well, no, this is the real Superman. And we're all like, no, it's not. You know? I mean, when your fans were looking at that and going, that's not Superman. I don't know who the hell that is. That ain't Superman. And then we start mm-hmm. giving them nicknames like Loser and, you know, Wonder Woman Tierra because multi-personality Tierra with the angry she keeps adjusting she, she kept adjusting it. Yeah. It's like in the middle of battle she would adjust it. And I'm like, what? Seriously? Yeah. I, I hated yeah. I, I I agreed with you to call her Tiara because every, almost like every time there was a fomance moment, she was like adjusting her Tiara, like showing clock oh i'm royalty you know yeah, i'm a princess exactly. you know yeah and there was always this hierarchy you know he was a farm boy she didn't she didn't appreciate clark kent she told him to get rid of the identity yeah and you know people still want to call that a, a power couple how is it a power couple when one half of the couple doesn't like the person you are she literally told him, "Get rid of your personality. All I need is your, 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 you know, your strong. Yeah, all I need is your muscles, so that we can survive the last battle." Ooh. But yeah, you know, I, going back to the whole secret romance thing, um, it happens. You know. When Greg, when Greg Puck was writing Superman, right, that whole thing with Baca, that, that storyline, which was his first one that he did, that was Superman, you know. And then after that, you got all the stuff that happened, right, where he was. I think he was doomified and then he lost his powers. Um, I can't remember how. I can't remember why. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. I'm drawing a blank. What happened that he lost his powers? Who? Was it the Super Stark? Flare? When? Yeah, was it the, in 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 Batman Superman annual? Was it the Super Flare that he did? Yes. He used the Super Flare to kill something. Remember, because Ramita said he was addicted to it. Right, and Superman's an addict now. Well, he used the super flare, and then um, I know it, it. I know Jeff Johns created it. But that would be an issue. Thirty something, and then he was depowered in thirty nine, and then he died. And oh, it's so confusing. It's like we have fifteen different timelines that we're trying to streamline, and yeah. Whatever. Well, and then Action Comics was the same way. When Morrison was writing, you had like three 
alternate realities, three timelines, uh, fish left, you know, that kind of stuff. But at least Grant Morrison didn't, well, he confused you, but he didn't, it wasn't um, unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? Right, and and the characters weren't out of character, no matter what was happening. No, never. Yeah, never. You know, Lois was Lois. Jimmy was the new Jimmy, right? We used to play video games and stuff. Right. Um, but Clark was Clark. He, he, you know, he, he, he wasn't the super douche, you know, the super loser, you know. Yeah. And that's why Grant Morrison's Year 52 Action Comics run, I will still suggest it to people to read because it's a fantastic Superman story. The timelines, the alternate realities, all that were integral to, well, not integral, but they were important in the storytelling. It wasn't just there to confuse people. You know what I mean? Right. Or because the writers didn't know what they were doing. And, yeah. But, yeah, anyway. <sighs> uh, the Secret Romance, Maka Awards. It's going to come back. We've been hopping on The Secret Romance since we saw it. We clutched onto it like, this is hope. Hope somewhere, somewhere it's gonna come back. Yeah, am I on mute? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can hear you. Okay, so you you went over the Superman panel while I was on the phone. Um, yeah. The other thing that we they they've got the Killing Joke. They've animated the Killing Joke by Alan Moore, uh, Bruce Tim, and. Apparently, Brian Azzarello were ahead of the animated project. Yeah. And we got a clip. We didn't, it didn't have any sound. Uh, Mm, It had sound. I found the sound version. Oh, okay. But, I mean, you don't don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, You you don't want to hear it. No. (laughs) It was horrible. We'll see, and it was bad enough. So, there's like a pre story. Which supposedly is supposed to be the development of Batgirl, you know. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're fussing with each other. And then the next thing you know, Barbara's on top of him, ripping her shirt off. And they're kissing. And I'm sitting there going, what is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, for one thing, it kind of makes you wonder, did Joker shoot her because she was Batsy's girlfriend or was he actually going after Commissioner Gordon? And the answer no. is that like you said, and you know, which you know it was very obvious, is this to give Batman manguish, you know? I mean it's not it's not women in refrigerators, it's more like women in a cooler, but because she doesn't die, you know. But yeah. Why is that necessary? Why was that? It it just doesn't make any sense because really, Barbara Gordon wasn't displayed as Batgirl in the Killing Joke, the original story, right? No. Yeah, she was. Um, she had retired from the Batgirl. Right. Um, the, the whole persona, and she had pursued her. Her own life. Uh, she was, you know, a librarian at the Gotham uh, li- um, City Library. She was pursuing um, her degree in computer sciences, 
So she was her own woman. She was Barbara Gordon. She wasn't that girl. Um, in the original story in The Killing Joke, the Joker, shoot, Joker shoots her. Um, A, he, he, he admits in the story he didn't know that Barbara would come to the door. Right. His original target was Commissioner Gordon. Right. Uh, Barbara Gordon comes to the door and um, uh, the Joker shoots her because in that split second he decides this would create more um, terror. Ag- more, yeah, more, more chaos, more agony, more pain for Batman. His whole well, thing well, is for at Batman. Commissioner Gordon, too, because he did it right in front of him. But his original target, you see, his original target was Commissioner Gordon. Right. Right. So he wanted to harm Commissioner Gordon. Right. Uh, to antagonize Batman. Right. That's who he's, That's how it was supposed to be. Now that you know, Barbara Gordon came to the door, he saw an opportunity to antagonize both of them and to right. add to Batman's anguish by putting Commissioner Gordon through. Basically, what he does to Commissioner Gordon, he shows him pictures of um, Barbara was not only shot, she was sexually abused by the Joker and all his his gang members. Right. Um, And so he shows Commissioner Gordon footage of this, pictures of this. And so, yeah, it adds to that level of breaking Batman. Mm Mm-hmm. in the movie, I had somebody, uh, like I, I, I had a few people who I follow who are actually at San Diego. And um, I had somebody who was at the screening of The Killing Joke. And they gave me a, a basically a, a very good synopsis of it. The, the whole reason that they have, basically they have a backstory that doesn't need to be there for Batgirl. Right, it's not to add to Batgirl's character; it's to add to Batman's manguish, right? Man anguish. Right. And so they have the scene where Batgirl and is chasing down a criminal, and Batman stops her, and he says, "You know, blah blah blah. This is my town. This is my city." And she's like, "I'm a big girl. I can handle myself." They toss, they tumble, they have sex, right? Um, on a roof. On a rooftop, right? Unprotected. I know where Bruce's dick has been. You don't want it going in you. Um, but yeah. So Catwoman anyway, does that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Catwoman comes with protection, okay. Um, but yeah, so then um, they have an, a follow-up scene where Batman gives her the complete cold shoulder and he shuns her out. Uh, and it's suggested that this is the reason why Dick and Barbara break up, because she cheated on Dick with Batman. What? Go back, go back. What? Dick's involved? Is, they don't, they just sort of mention him. They don't even say his name, but it, it's like hinted. Right? I don't know, I, I didn't listen to the clip or whatever, but then I saw this clip, this clip was released, where Batman gives her the cold shoulder after they have their toss and tumble on the roof. Right. Uh, and he's like, oh, you know, I can handle everything myself. And then Barbara goes, and she's obviously emotionally distraught. And she's like, it's just sex. You don't have to, you don't have to shut me out. You don't have to make me feel like this. And he just 
ends the call. He just hangs up on her. So Barbara is out in the cold, destitute. Because, um, but her and Dick broke off because he found out she was screwing Batman? Something like that. I didn't get the full story with that, but it's it's hinted and suggested. It's like not said in full words. It's like a read-between-the-lines sort of scene. Of course the woman's going to two-time, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. And people are coming out and saying, oh, you know, she's a, she's a feminist. She's a woman. She can have sex with whoever she wants. And I'm like, that's not the point. The point is how you're painting the character. Right. And so anyway. Well, okay, okay. The thing about it is, if she was in a relationship with Dick, but we don't know that. Right. And then because his name, and, his name isn't said. Batman, yeah. like a one-night stand kind of thing. Did she think, well, then that makes you wonder, and I asked this question on Twitter, is the reason she became Batgirl, she thought that Batman would notice her? And then, you know, Dick was just a, you know, in-between? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, that's the problem with, um, and I hate to say something bad against Bruce Tim, but this is the only thing I don't agree with him on, is that he tries, to put Barbara and Bruce together for some odd reason. Right. And he's done it in, you know, the the Batman Beyond universe, where it's not just suggested, it's shown on on panel, on the TV show and everything, that Batgirl was pregnant with Bruce's child. Um, Barbara, sorry, was pregnant with Bruce's child. That's why her and Dick broke up, but that's like, that's just his thing. He likes doing that for some odd reason. He did that on the show? Uh, the It was the comic that he wrote, Batman Beyond. Oh, so he thinks that Barbara and Bruce should be together and not Dick. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee, that's another fomance, ain't it? I was thinking the same thing. You just took the words out of my mouth. It's like that's the fomance in the animated universe. Oh, jeez. And so anyway, it goes on from there where they more than suggest, right, that because Bruce and Barbara had this relationship, right, which was basically a one-night stand, um then he has more pain and he he feels more hurt because of what the Joker has done to Barbara, you know? And it it adds fuel to his fire or whatever. And I'm like, the killing joke had enough fuel, you know, for Batman to go over the edge. You didn't need to add this, this other layer that takes away from a, from, a character that has, you know, inspired a lot of people. Batgirl ha- literally is the reason why Ga- why Gail Simone is a comic book writer. Right. And because she watched the, the 1966 Batman series, which is where Batgirl was introduced, right. and she was like, oh, you know, a redhead as a superhero, I can do this too. Then she was in the comics, and she was like, you know, that's what inspired her to be a comic book writer. 
And for a lot of people, Barbara Gordon is their hero. Right. Their idol, right? And I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, she, she's a woman. She can sleep with whoever she wants. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying that this whole scenario paints her as flaky. not a hero. Yeah, as flaky. Exactly. And, she, it's, and both her and Batman apparently are horn dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So surely Batman knew she was dating Dick. Right, because according to the story in, in the um, comic book timeline, right, this is when Batman fires Bru- uh, Dick as as Robin and he goes off to Bloodhaven and stuff like that to find his Nightwing persona, right? And so, because, it, you know, when, when they did Nightwing year, I can't remember what it was, year one, annual one, where he goes back to Bob and he says, I didn't know because I wasn't in Gotham. I wasn't around. I was finding myself. Right. And, I, and, you know, this, I'm, I'm so sorry I wasn't there for you when this hor- horrible thing happened. Now they've just taken away from that moment right. that Dick and Barbara have in the comics. Yeah. You know, and they've... In they've, other they've words, Dick it. wanted to be her hero... And now it's like, oh, Dick, you're the third wheel, baby. Basically, yeah. And I'm like, no, you know. And my OTP list, right, is close, then Dick and Babs. It's it's so close to, because I find a lot of similarities between the two of them, right? We've compared Dick and Clark countless times, right? And we've said that they're both heroes that are led by their hearts. But it doesn't take away from their intelligence. And they both have these strong women who are who they find as their equals. And so for me, it's like when I when I see this and I've seen the clips and I've seen the gifts, I actually have to unfollow the battle tag on Tumblr because it was I was just getting so depressed from it. I was like, I went through five years well, three years of the foreman's. I can't handle this. Right. Right. I was like, it's it's blanked out from my mind. It never happened. You know, it it's I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm not watching the killing joke. I'm not buying the killing joke. Uh I don't even own the killing joke the comic. Right. right. So it's it, it's for me when the killing joke was announced and released, I didn't retweet stuff. You know. Yeah, I like Kevin Conroy's voice as Batman and I love Mark Hamill as the Joker. That only goes so far. Exactly. The love I have for those characters only goes so far. So by adding this in, whoever had the smart idea to add this in, and we all know it was Bruce Timm because Bruce Timm loves adding this in. Um, You know, you've just taken away from me ever wanting to watch The Killing Joke. Yeah, well, you know, okay, even though I didn't like the material in the book, you know, I didn't like certain scenes, but Mm -hmm. Alan Moore wrote a good book. True. I will never take away from The Killing Joke as a very good Batman story. Right. But the thing about it is, and it didn't need that, it's almost like cheesy prequels. Yeah. 
It's like, no. You're, because you know what it does? It destroys Barbara. It does. And it doesn't put you know, Bruce in the best light either, okay? Especially if she's having a relationship with Dick, and, you know, he's like, okay, let's hope. You know, I mean, isn't he getting enough from me- a Catwoman? Was a dealio on that. You know, it's like, that. it's totally unnecessary. Now, if they didn't want to do exactly Alan Moore's book, then they shouldn't have done the animation. But to put that cheesy crap on the beginning of it and make Barbara look bad, yeah, I know she can screw whoever she wants. But if she's in a relationship with Dick Grayson, and then she humps Batman, and Batman humps her back, obviously, you know, uh, you know, is Batman going to go and screw all of Dick's girlfriends? Because there's a lot of them, and it would take up a lot of his time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but you know what I don't understand next? is, um, you know what, Starfire humps anything, especially oh, when you're supposed to be two half uh, Starfire. If of um, six girlfriends, Starfire would be the one that Bruce would hump because both of them would be could just walk away and they wouldn't think anything about it. But to have him screw Barbara, no, that yeah. just like mm-hmm. poorly on both those characters. It does. And you know what? Lord Moore didn't that write goes, that because he knew. You know what? That gold story is so rich as it is. It doesn't need her her being a sexually free female added to that. You know, they could have done a they could have done a prequel. They could have just shown her fighting crime. They could have just shown her as uh, a computer analyst, a technician. That sort of thing, because that's what she's good at, you know. Right. They could have, they could have done a whole intro with Batgirl that could lead up to her being Oracle, right? Later on, the, and they could have done a post-credit scene where she does Oracle, or they could have done the animation of Oracle Year One, right? Right. But no, instead of that, they want to do her. And and basically, um, the 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 what is the word that was used to describe her in the opening was childish and immature because she's stamping her feet and telling uh, Batman, "Oh, I can handle myself. I'm a big girl now." Oh, jeez! And so then he screws the child. Basically, then he 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 he, you know, then she she tackles him. And she's on top of him, so she's like one, you know. She's a big girl now. She can handle herself. Ooh, she just pinned Batman down, and then they do it. Well, okay, so, but think about this. Uh, So he's got this chick that he thinks is a child, humping, you know, getting on top of him and all, taking her shirt off. He has no self-control. Apparently the bat dong, you know, it just flicks up. It's like no control. That damn utility belt on, he's going to have to take that off. And, you know, if that gets stuck, he's not going to be able to do anything anyway. I mean, is this dummy detective horn dog now? I don't know. I, I don't, you know, honestly, it takes away from me from Batman and from Batgirl. They've destroyed two characters. And then they've broken Nightwing's heart all in the same act. Right. You know, so for me, no. 
sorry. So, okay. Uh, they left out the part where Catwoman saw him doing it on the roof, and she goes to Joker and says, kill some of a bitch. Kill that bitch. And next Basically, she, yeah, that's yeah. the deleted scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a deleted scene because, you know, so I'll take care of him, you take care of her, you know. Say you're after her dad. But, you know, that yeah, completely, yeah. it really ruins what Moore was doing. Not that I agreed with what Moore was doing. I don't like the killing joke because of what they did to Barbara. But basically, and you know what? Her humping Batman makes her, oh, well, she's not quite the victim. I mean, yeah. because mm-hmm. the killing joke was shocking because here was this girl who had nothing to do with whatever, you know, Joker's plan, and she was right. an innocent bystander. You know, she wasn't umping anybody that we know of. And the shock of killing Barbara Gordon, who was an innocent bystander in this, just to torture her father, too. I mean, that is so, okay, so are they going to have Joker and his henchmen rape, sexually abuse Barbara because, you know, she's a party girl? Yeah, no, they, apparently that's in there, and it's very vivid. Um, but it's okay, but you know, she's a party girl. She'll hump Batman, you know, and you know, at the blink of an eye, but it's okay, you know, if she gets sexually abused because she's a party girl now. And she's a big girl now, you know. Well, I mean, know. come on. I don't care if she is a big girl. You just don't go humping guys who are at least twice her age. Right, you know, and then, and that's what I don't understand is the killing joke, right, may not be one of my favorite stories. It doesn't even feature on my favorite list. Like I said, I don't own the comics. But the reason why the Barbara Gordon thing was so shocking was, as I just said, she wasn't the target. Right, exactly. She was the innocence, right, in... Because that's what the Joker is all about. He's he's about inflicting chaos on those. I mean, the Joker really is the the biggest terrorist you can say in the DCU because he inflicts pure chaos upon the innocent. Right. And so that's why the whole Barbara thing hit people. Where it wasn't controversial, you know, it wasn't controversial because, yes, you can see the Joker attacking an innocent bystander because that is the Joker. The Joker doesn't have a moral core or code, and you know that's why in the, in the Killing Joke it was acceptable. Let's put it that way, right? But here, now they're making it like, well, Joker targeted her because right. he was screwing Batman. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's basically saying, oh, because she was a sexually free female, this is the consequences and her karma that's coming back to bite her is that she gets shot because of that. Yeah. Not 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 as an innocent bystander, oh, she's the maker of her own, you know, she's she's planted the seeds, and now, yeah, she's the maker of her own fate. And so that's why I don't approve of this at all. That's why I'm not going to watch the Killing Joke animated series right. or animated movie. And 
you know, going back to The Killing Joke, the comic, I have read it maybe three or four times, right? Minus the, the shooting of Barbara Gordon, because I love the character so much, right? And it really shocked me to my core because that was one of the first very graphic comics I ever read, right? Um, it is a fantastic Batman story because, especially Batman and Joker, because it pushes Batman to that breaking point where you can see this is a guy who is strained. And that's what Batman is all about. It's about human perseverance over, you know, an, an, an obstacle. It's how far can we possibly go before we're driven insane. And that's what Batman is all, especially when it comes to the Joker. And so now they've just taken away from that way. It's Batman seeking revenge for the girl he screwed once but doesn't care to call back? Yeah, you know, you said something. Batman is a protector of the innocent as well. And, you know, in the original comic, you kind of he thought he had missed the mark because he hadn't taken care of Joker. And if he, if he had taken care of Joker, Barbara would never have gotten shot. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a guilt thing for him. Plus, you know, she was an innocent, and he really wanted revenge, you know. And I think his guilt was, drove him on to that. But in this, it's like, okay, we gave him anguish, so you you hurt my girlfriend, you know. It's Not like, even girlfriend. I, totally, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's the girl I screwed. Yeah, it's totally, it totally lessens it because they didn't really have a love affair. It was a one-night mm-hmm. stand. And which apparently Barbara initiated, but he didn't say no. Obviously, because no, he's no, weak he that way. What? You know, you don't think Batman is? You know, if somebody came on to him and he's like, "No, this isn't right," he would say, "No, no, I'm not." You know, you know, this is our relationship. This is not going to be a relationship. Um, but, you know, he's made of stronger stuff than that. But, you know, oh, here's some poontang being thrown at me. I'll go for it. That, no, that's not Batman. I mean, you know, he could pay for it. Bruce Wayne if he wanted to. I mean, I'll but... Give ex- um, I'll give you an example about Batman's wolf, right? Uh, with the whole sexual thing. Talia al Ghul had to drug him for their night of, of pleasure or whatever when Damien was conceived. Right. Because he because he specifically said no. And so she drugs him and basically rapes him. Um right. To to do that. And here they're just like Batman's just literally laying on his back and then he runs his hands down Barbara's side and then you you see a motion of him of his hand going to his crutch area, and then it, like, fades away, you know? So they're just basically like, oh, he just pulls it out, and he just waits there for Barbara to fuck him, you know, and then it's done. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And it, it totally cheapens the good Batman story that the killing joke is. 
Yeah, and it completely ruins the story, and it's yeah. unnecessary. Um, you know, right. people are not going to flock and buy this movie because Batgirl and Batman are screwing. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. And, you know, as you said, Batman is a protector of innocence and the innocent people in Gotham. The whole thing that motivates him with Barbara is that his vow that he made, that he will never allow someone to get hurt by a madman with a gun in Gotham City. Right. And what happens to Barbara Gordon is she gets hurt by a madman with a gun because he wasn't keeping an eye on Joker in Arkham Asylum. So that's his guilt that, that plagues him. Right. And now it's, it's, there's no guilt for, for protecting the innocent. No. It's, it's, I want revenge because you hurt the girl I was screwing. Yeah. Yeah. This not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not good at all. So, um, let's see what else we have. Um, I will. There is one positive though. Yeah. From the DC Animation Universe, they had their panel at nine uh, San Diego time. Right. Nine a.m. And they said that they're straying away from the New Fifty Two now. Well, that's a good news. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, the fake foment. <laughs> And so man's number thinking, two was the last of, yeah. So basically the new uh, the new slots that are coming in is they're doing a Teen Titans movie, which is an original concept. Um, they're doing a Justice League Dark, which is, quote, very loosely based on the new 52 run. <laughs> Good luck with that. And... And then they're doing, um, there's no Justice League movies announced, no Superman movies announced. Of course not. Um, Then they have The Killing Joke, which is being released. And something else, but it was like, bleh. So I was like, meh. You know, something else I can't remember. But yeah, no, no, like Justice League with Superman sort of thing. Yeah, and and the whole Four Man sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah. About okay. damn time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So do you want to do Justice League one next? Okay. Okay. So let's pull this up. This is by Brian Hitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony Daniels, the artist. Yes. A lot of advertisements for Supergirl, which comes out in September. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a variant cover by Packet, and Superman is very good, prominent. Yeah, it's a it's a good uh, variant cover because Superman is front and center. Yep. So, um, starts out with Wonder Woman, and this is not Tierra. No. <laughs> uh, she says, some have called me a hero. Well, 
so far in Greg Ruckert's book, she is. She says, I'm on a mission of peace. Okay, remember we heard that before Bowen Terra said it. We sit there and laugh. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she's fighting a bunch of bad guys. There's tanks around. And she says, every day when you pray for victory over your enemies, you pray for death to come and find you. I'm going to show you what that means. And she says, I'm here to show you what war really is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we have her throwing a tank. Um, so she goes on, border disputes, political differences, racial intolerance, religious extremism. Peace is about understanding compromise, and I have given you every opportunity to be fair. She says, now I'm angry, and she's holding a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian Hitch sword. gave her, no, yeah, Brian Hitch gave her um, this whole arsenal of Olympian god weapons, which I find very fascinating. You know, it's Zeus's thunderbolts and um, Athena's arrow of wisdom and all, all that sort of thing. And she has, uh, ironically, Poseidon's trident. So I'm like, wait, isn't that Aquaman? Yeah, shouldn't Aquaman have that? <laughs> Doesn't Aquaman? Did he loan it to her for a reason? Maybe he loaned it to her, you know. She was like, yeah, you're a god, you know. We're we're cousins. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're, well, they're both royalty for one, and technically he's, I mean, he they worship Poseidon, right, at, in Neptune and uh, Atlantis. He, Aquaman, they? I don't know how true this is in the New 52, but Aquaman originally was a descent, their family line, is a descendant from Poseidon. So um, Aquaman technically is, you know, especially if Wonder Woman's Zeus's daughter. daughter, Yeah, uh, yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, Zeus's daughter. Um, Yeah, you know, they're like cousins. (laughs) They're like, hey, cuz, how are you, cuz? Can I borrow this trident? Sure, cuz. So then there's these guys that are in amongst the rubble, and he says, what have you done? You have killed us all. And she says, this wasn't me. Okay. So then we go to the news, and it's not Lois. Reports coming in around the globe of major earthquakes in every country. Many cities are suffering catastrophic damage, and a rising death toll was the final tally unimaginable. And the name of the book is The Extension. Extinction machine. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. So scientists are struggling to explain what could have caused it all. Um, all the all the planet's fault lines have suddenly become active, and the world's crust is fracturing. And so, with so many cities built on or near fault lines, true, the potential for lives lost is huge. Coastal areas are being Told to brace for repeated tsunamis. The world has never seen a natural disaster like this. So, in other words, the world, the Earth is coming apart at the scene. Yeah. Mhm. Basically. Yeah. Eyewitnesses so say. Scary. Yeah. Eyewitnesses say members of the Justice League are being seen at various locations, attempting to help where they can. The question is, just how much can they do against a natural disaster on this scale? 
Is this too much even for people with that sort of power? Okay, number one, they are going up against natural disasters, not space aliens at the moment. Two, mm-hmm. And so it says, if we have any hope of surviving this, our faith is in them today. Okay, so we have the two Green Lanterns. They're trying. They're in Beijing, trying to clean up whatever they can. There are millions of lives at stake because it is China. Hello. And yep. so, you know, they still have personalities, you know. It's not just their heroes. Um, mm-hmm. And they said, we're Green Lanterns now. Part of the Just League is our job. And then she says, don't get cocky. This is far from over. So um, they try to stabilize the city of Beijing. And they're a little worried about whether it will hold. And um, so they ask what's next. And so Cyborg is in New York. Um, he's... Yeah, all this information is coming in from all over because the world's coming apart at the seams. And so Flash is taking care of the U.S. West Coast evacuation. No word from Aquaman, Wonder Woman, or Batman. He says, can you and Jessica handle Hong Kong while well, they're in the neighborhood? Mm-hmm. So they go off to handle Hong Kong. And um, so Cyborg is in... New York, he's in one of the subway tunnels, and he's trying to save the people on the subway from crashing into a big bajillion cars, probably fell through a hole in the street above. And uh, so then um, there's 200 kids trapped in a collapsed school over on the east side, and so he's going there next. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, Flash, is uh, apparently Northern California is secure. Well, we all know that Southern California is way <laughs> insecure. <laughs> um, so, so a woman asks if he's seen her daughter, and he's looking for her daughter, and he finds her. And um, there's a water bottle and. So he grabs a hold it's, of her. It's and showing, yeah, it's showing how quickly he goes in because by the time the water bottle falls to the ground, then he's already rescued her daughter. So. Right. So um, it's a it's a really good splash page of the Flash because yeah. he's like yeah, in motion. Double page mm. of the Flash. It's really good. And then um, Jenny is saved, and so Barry says, "Oh, part of the service, gotta run." So then we go to Atlantis. <laughs> Which is not faring very well at all. Atlantis is crumbling and falling because obviously it's on the ocean bed. Oh no. So they had to get everybody out because they have to leave the city because it's just crumbling. And uh, mm-hmm. the whole thing could sink into that chasm at any minute. And so, oh, Arthur's looking good. Um, Arthur is looking really good in that in that page where he's just um, swimming towards the, like, you. It's yes. so handsome. Not bad, actually. So the Oceana Crest has moved apart from what it's doing to one of our cities down here. It's going to cause massive tidal waves on the surface. Da, da, da. I hope my friends can take are taking care of it. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Hong Kong, we're back to the two Green Lanterns who see the tidal wave coming. And uh, so they were trying to roll it back out to sea. 
Okay. Now, also, the people have something going on with their eyeballs, kind of like mm-hmm. zombie time, and they're saying green light, stolen light, our light. Okay. Um, and so their rings begin to fade, and they start to fall out of the sky. Well, Wonder Woman, we do we know where Wonder Woman is? Russia. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so she hears things like stolen power, our power, and she says, "I can hear you. Where are you?" And then the zombies come out of the ground and say, "Our power, guardian, keeper, watcher, your time is over. Stolen power. We are coming back. We are the kindred. Your time is over." So it kind of makes like, well, did they really steal power? You know, with what's been going yeah. on too, one mm-hmm. never knows. So now Flash is in San Diego, which is in Southern California. And he hears somebody say, stolen speed. And he goes, hey, quit wriggling, saving you. Our speed, your. And then he goes, what? Can't run. So they steal his speed because, you know, he can't run anymore. Mm-hmm. So on the East Side Community High School in New York, we have Cyborg. Um, he can't get a hold of Flash or the Lantern. Uh, they've, he's lost contact. And um, Batman answers in Gotham. He's in the butt, playing the Batwing. He says, I'm here trying to figure out all these connects. The quakes have been minimal here, but something else is going on in Gotham. I'm en route. What's he doing? And, she's, and Cyborg says, you mean Superman? He's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Um... And so um, Cyborg says, I'm just getting camera phone footage, but it's the same story everywhere. Miracles, got to say, I totally have a man crush. And we see Superman uh, in action. I have a, I have a total crush on Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Metropolis, Chicago, Boston, Washington, D.C., he saved the president. You want me to call him in? Bat says, no. He seems to be helping. Whatever's causing all this can't be natural, can it? Try to figure it out. So then Cyborg says, wait. Hang on, Superman's just been spotted in Johannesburg. Johannesburg. Yeah. And that's that's South Africa, people. I know. And then Batman. And yeah, I got so excited for that. I tweeted I tweeted Brian Hitch and and Tony Daniels, and I'm like, thanks for bringing him to my part of town. Yeah, and really. They're like they're like our pleasure. So Bat says, I'll get back to you. So projectile, maybe a ship. Maybe a weapon. Big could have passengers. Some things are emerging. Whatever it is, there are too many people near it. Everyone move away before, of course, that was going to happen. So these things come and grab people. They're like Mm -hmm. bugs. More bugs. Yeah. Uh, More bugs. Yeah. Nasty. Victor, got a situation here. Alert the authorities. We'll need a quarantine. So, Arthur is like, get everybody over to the old quarter. It's the most stable area of the city for now. Okay, so always the oldest part with the older buildings are always the most stable. Why is that? Because they're the most solidly built foundation. Back right. in the day, Modern when people out- built stuff, sucks. <laughs> yeah, when people built stuff back in the day, they built it to last, okay? Yeah, a bajillion years, you know. That's why yeah. they have castles and crap. Yeah. So his zombies are saying stolen words, and Arthur goes, "I'm sorry." 
Yeah, the words started here. The words that make the world. Our words. Our world. Where are they? Where are our words? Okay. He says, you need to move to safety. And they go, give us back our words. Stolen words. Our words. And then we see, okay, that's Arthur. He says, everybody, we you need to get back, move to, and then all hell breaks loose in Atlantis. And it goes down into the chasm. Mm. Eastern Europe. Uh, it is our it's Wonder Woman and all these zombie things. It's our time. The awakening is starting here and everywhere. It is time to repair. The kindred are coming. Pretender God. She says, you have no idea who you're dealing with. You are the <laughs> one who has no knowledge. Ew, that's kind of a... I wouldn't be saying that to Wonder Woman. Of us, or who you really are. Uh-oh, there's another one of those. And who you really are. Pretender God. Pretender God. She says, I am Diana, Wonder Woman, and Amazon. And then she, you know, throws them away. And she says, the kindred, well, hear me now, kindred. I have friends, and we're coming for you. And that's when it says, next, second strike. Mm-hmm. So this must be the first strike. You know, you get three strikes and you're out. Uh, yes, that's a baseball difference. <laughs> yeah. So, unless it's yeah, pulling, and then it's two strikes. No, no, strikes is good, and yeah. But anyway, uh, so there's all this you don't know who you are thing going on again. Yep, and if you remember in... Justice League of America, yeah. this sort of started, this sort of trend where Rao, you know, was like, you don't know who you are. You don't know the power. You know, I am Rao, you know, the god of Krypton and that sort of thing. Right. And, you know, it was all this, this themes about a false god, the false prophets. And, yeah, uh, I like that Brian Hitch is tying that sort of together where he's bringing it in, you know, that the Justice League might not be who they say they are. Yeah. So, interesting. It's not only Soups doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. But... But interestingly enough, they don't tell it to Superman, right? Superman isn't questioned as a false god. And we must also remember... This Justice League went through that whole thing where they became the new, new gods, right? In Dark Side War. Yeah. So that could be tying in as well. Maybe they're altered. You know, who knows? And again with the bugs. Remember way back when? Everything way back when with the bugs. Book. And also in Multiversity. Right. There were bugs everywhere. Yeah, and there was oh, yeah, yeah. action but, when they came to Metropolis. To yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Steve Given and Dan Jurgens, when they wrote Superman 7 through 12, said, oh, there's going to be bugs. Lots of bugs. And we're like, whoa, what's with the bugs? <laughs> Keith Given especially, he was like, there's bugs everywhere. Yeah. Get your bug spray. And I'm like, excuse me, what? So we've got dead clones, bugs, zombies. You're not who you think you are. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mystery in the in rebirth, isn't there? 
there is. Also, also now thinking about it, I'm going back to this one, even though she's dead and gone, maybe. Um, Pandora? Pandora. Pandora, yeah. There was, when she was introduced in Justice League Dark, there was bugs. Oh. You know, when when, when she opened the, the box, Pandora's box, bugs came out. Right? And they were, each one was the, 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 the sin forms. And the last one that came out was Hope, and it came out in the form of a moth, I think. And so, yeah, bugs everywhere. Yeah, because John's pretty much dispatched her pretty quickly in DCU Rebirth. Oh, yeah, tell us what's happening with DCU Rebirth. DCU Rebirth is going into a fox printing. Um, I, like I said, uh, I always keep track of of digital, just DC. Uh, it's still in the top 25 of um, most downloaded. Mm-hmm. So DC you read, but I think now more people are getting into it. They're like, because of people of like us who are saying it's safe to come back, right? And because of all the good reviews all the rebirth books got, I think that's why it's going into thought printing because people are like, okay, we we want to find out now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. People are like, okay, so so I should be reading this? Yeah, you should be reading it. Yeah, because like everywhere you look, online, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, when people comment, uh, so should I should I come back to DC Comics? Is Rebirth really that good, guys, or is it like just another event? And everybody who has read it will say, no, this is the proper DC. You can come back now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to take a while for people to word of mouth, you know. But, I mean, apparently it's showing up in the second and third issues. So. Yeah, like, like you said, you know, I think action will, 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 will get a more stable footing. Right. It's going to get a lot more people because a lot more people, a lot of people were actually weary about action comics. Right. Because they were like, it's going back to the original numbering. Are they going to do it justice? Right, exactly. And now you see, and now you see with it coming into its um, second, oh, Action Comics also got a third printing, I think. Which one? Nine five seven. Uh, nine five eight. Oh, okay. That's the second issue. That's the second issue, yeah. yeah. But the first um, got a reprint too. Yeah, that got a, a second reprint. Wonder Woman, uh, number one, with Liam Sharp's arts, right. and that gorgeous Steve Trevor. Ugh. Oh, Nicola didn't uh, do either. Yeah. Oh, that's Steve Trevor. He's so hot. Um, that is getting uh, a third printing as well. Yeah. They announced a, they announced a whole bunch of books that were getting a a third printing, and that was Action Comics five uh, nine five eight, uh, Wonder Woman number one, not the Rebirth, the the first issue. Um, Green Arrow. I don't know which one, but they both had Diana and Dinah in there, so right. could be anyone. Um, what was the other one? Batman. Um, 
something else. Five, we're getting five. I can't remember the other one. Okay. Yeah. Justice League Rebirth is going into a second printing as well. Did Titan go in, Titans go into another reprint? Titans went to a second, re, uh, a second reprinting, yeah. Yeah. We should be getting another one of those soon, shouldn't we? Yes. I, I, you know what? I'm reading Titans just for Wally because right. he's, so, he's so inviting that you just right. feel like every time you're going to read Wally West, you're going to get this huge hug. And, I just, and that's what I want from heroes. You know, I don't, I, you know, it's that whole thing where actually Peter Massey said, you know, we want to bring back trust with Superman. Yeah. And you need to be able to trust your heroes. Right. You know what I mean? We didn't have any of that with Loser, so. We didn't have any of that in the New 52, to be quite honest. I wouldn't have trusted anyone in the New 52 to save my life. I would have been like, minus Aquaman. Aquaman was like the only hero. Well, it's Steve Trevor. And Steve Trevor, but, you know, he was getting knocked out by Batman half the time. Yeah, for what reason, we still don't know. Because Batman has a connection with Wonder Woman. Because they like, care. Okay. The clerk doesn't know. It's another the thing that doesn't know. get done because of whatever reasons. Because they delayed it. They delayed his book so much that, you know, he can't resolve all these issues. Yeah. I mean, how long was his book delayed, delayed, waiting for people to catch up and then... His book suffered because it was delayed so much he had to play catch-up. Yeah, well, getting... artist or, I mean, some of his publications, both of the books, like if it was one missed a month, they were both published on the same day with both issues. But, but and that only happened like two or three times. But the thing about it is, is that his stories couldn't progress because everybody else was lagging so far behind or bumping into each other's like the Three Stooges or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I imagine the New 52 officers were like, like the Three Stooges, but on a massive scale. <laughs> like everybody just bumping into each other and falling over. Yeah. So. And, yeah. Yeah. So we got Superman number three, which I pleasantly surprised Lois was in it. Uh, um, pleasant, Pleasantly surprised. I was okay with it until they put another creature in the refrigerator again, and yeah, then I was reminded... Yeah, does he not like pets? I don't know. I, I want to tweet Pete Tomasi and ask him that, actually. I want to say, Shane, you know, did your pets, like, bite you when you were younger and you're seeking revenge on them now? Did they pee and you know? you? What, what was the deal? I don't know. Did he lose a pet when he was young, and so now he's just well, at least it's for opportunity slang. It's not like one species over another. I mean, you know, whatever. Dogs uh, and cats are all equal here. Yeah. So uh, I liked Ruckerford's variant cover. That was good. Um, yes. I'm not mm-hmm. wild about Cyborg, so Gleason's cover. It was good, but I'm not wild about I'm sorry. Cyborg Superman does nothing for me. And since they made him Kara's dad, that's even worse for me. Uh, isn't it the Eradicator? Oh, I'm sorry, Eradicator, yeah. Sorry. I get those <laughs> confused because they're both ugly as hell. <laughs> um, okay, so we are at the Arctic Circle with 
you know, the not pre pre flashpoint Superman fortress that he created on this world, but new fifty two fortress. You know, the mm-hmm. one that will let any old Kryptonian in, the one that Wonder Woman imploded, uh, the one that Clark passed out keys like they were cotton candy, you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, that was, one. You know what? People don't even pass out cotton candy the way he was passing out keys. Well, that's true, too. So, uh, of course, its first word just says, Welcome, Kal-El, access granted. Okay. Well, you know, he let stupid Bloodspot in, too, because it was Kryptonian. I mean, come on. What is it? Welcome, Bloodspot. You are Kryptonian. Come on. <laughs> so, he did take his wife, Lois, with him. Uh, the mother of his child, because he's bringing John, because John's blood spot uh, preceded them into the fortress, which mm-hmm. I don't think Clark knew. But So Lois says, I don't like coming here, Clark. It feels like we're trespassing on the previous Superman's memory. Why aren't we using your mountain fortress? Hello. And so then he mm-hmm. goes to explain, so they're walking in the fortress, and he says, John shares both our genomes, Lois. That's not an answer, Clark. The mountain doesn't have the Kryptonian tech we need to get a thorough picture of what's going on with him and why he lost consciousness consciousness after the fall he took at the... Oh, and guess what? There they see uh, the Eradicator grabbing hold of a cape. How many of things of those things does he have? No, he's pitching crypto, and crypto's growling. Oh, that's right. Well, he's trying to steal Crypto's cape. We know this. And Crypto is not the wolf dog. He's the, you know, like the puppy dog. Yeah, I think Crypto is supposed to be a golden retriever, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he's or a lab- white or like a blonde Labrador, only he's white. A blonde, yeah, a blonde Labrador, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's like almost like a puppy compared to the, the you know, I kind of like the wolf Crypto. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, I enjoy all versions of Crypto because Crypto is Crypto, okay? He growled at Wonder Woman. Yeah, but this guy's going to end up like the dogs in Mad Max. Jeez. <laughs> you know, which my son refuses, like, hey, you kill the dog, I ain't watching the movie. Okay, so. True. You kill the dog, I ain't watching the movie. The cat, I was utterly yeah. shaken. The cat, oh, listen, we saw the cat grilled bones, okay. Um, I was shaken by that. Yeah. Um, but they gave the cat a nice funeral, so I'm like, okay. Um, the the story behind this crypto is uh, Jorge didn't know that crypto was a wolf in the New 52. And then when they told him, he's like, that's not what crypto is supposed to look like. <laughs> Well, okay, so but he, he made like an executive decision. Who did? Jorge. Jorge is like, I'm drawing the, oh. the one I know. Yeah, because I think, was it Rockefeller that drew the original? Yes, yes, Rockefeller yeah. drew that. That was a, started out in the Shelly Fish story, didn't it? In action? It did, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so the Eradicator says, we have, we, Plural, like your royalty or something. We have been waiting for you, Kalel. We have traveled long and far to save us. And Clark says, I don't know how or why 
why you broke in here? And the dog's like, oh! He says, but right now, is this an extra page? No. Um, was not your smartest move. So he goes tearing into the eradicator. And he goes, tell me, why do you look like the eradicator? And Lois grabs up John and she says, Clark, stop the walls. Hello, honey, you're bringing down the house. <laughs> and Eradicator says, because we are the Eradicator. Oh, goody, they're plural. So <laughs> They're talking the third person. <laughs> okay, now, we see that there's a crypto. Has pre-Flashpoint Superman met the crypto? Which crypto? <laughs> the one that's in, the, okay, the new 52 crypto. Well, you see now, because they they changed the way Crypto looks, the last time I saw him was, you know, in Superman 51. And he was a wolf, right? So now I'm confused. Did, did Clark bring his own Crypto and come? Well, see, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, did, did pre-Flashpoint Superman meet any Crypto? No, from from what I can remember offhand. So that bears the question again, what is the relationship between this Superman and a crypto that's popped up as a puppy? Um, I mean, yeah, I know he loves dogs and all, and especially a dog with an S on his cape, but (laughs) that relationship hasn't been established. True, yeah. <laughs> Unless you know the the pre fifty two Superman. <laughs> you know you know which story I'm thinking about is that one that where he says, Hey, you've stolen my cape. You're right. a dog. It's you don't need the Atlas need a cape. Story. Yeah, the uh, Atlas Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was good times. Yeah, good times. With, when Superman could shout at a dog. <laughs> but see, again, I'm like, okay, so what is the relationship between this Superman and a crypto? Because, right. oh, and yeah, he's been, we have not seen that he has a relationship with a crypto. So any crypto will do. Right, and you is know that what? The, what we're going with? No, and the thing is, crypto is basically there to create um, anguish John. Exactly. And I I don't approve of kitties in refrigerators and I don't approve of puppies in refrigerators. Well, I don't care if he's coming back, right? Some people haven't read the solicits. And there was this whole thing on Twitter where people were like, rest in peace crypto, you know? Right. Well, spoilers for people, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but I don't like it that he's just using these animals as story pushing forward. Bait. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to push the story forward. Well, actually, it's distracting. It's like, really? Seriously? You just did that with a cat. Now you yeah. don't know with a dog? Yeah. One one issue later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that all you got? Is that one trick pony trick thing you got? That's it? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for, you know, Comet to come around, uh, Streaky, um, 
they had a monkey as well, I think. Beppo. Beppo. There we go. You see, I'm waiting for all of them and to come along. What was the cat's name? Streaky, wasn't it? What? Streaky. Squeaky? Streaky. <laughs> like a streak. No, that wasn't a cat's name. Streaky was the cat's name. Streaky? Yes. S T R E. Yeah. B K Y. Yeah. I got fans blowing here, you know. <laughs> At top speed. Okay, so. Mark's got a very determined look on his face. He says, if you are the eradicator, I know what you're capable of. Because, you know, he actually. Well, didn't he actually become the Eradicator at one point back in the day? The Eradicator storyline is so complicated. The Eradicator uh, was formed from the, leftover, from the leftover remnants of the Cyborg Superman or something. No, no, no. It was oh. before all that. There was something was before, yeah. Relic from the Cleric or something, wasn't it? Yes, yes, that's yeah, one. that one. Where he was sitting in his apartment when the chair was floating, whatever. Um, so uh, the Eradicator says, "What we are capable of is saving Krypton, Kal-El. You must trust us." And he goes, "I don't think so." And um, let's see, this is two pages. So he says, "Then you leave us no choice." Okay. In the meantime, Lois is pulling John aside. So it looks like he just woke out of, got out of bed. She says, John, come with me right now. He says, what's going on, Mom? She says, and Clark is getting his angry eyes on again. You know how that goes. But he does have a spit curl. Mm-hmm. Lois, take John. Find cover at the back of the fortress. And then the eradicator says, but to incapacitate you until we can convince you. La, 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 la. He says, then... You leave us, so, you know, Clark's not giving in, and so you leave us no choice, of course. It's all your fault. You didn't leave us a choice. Okay. And Clark comes at him, you know, fist blaring. He says, I won't let you threaten my family. And Radcliffe says, if you only realize how special this moment is for us, to see you, a living, breathing Kryptonian, strong, vital, passionate. And Lois says, I told you to hurry, John. We can't stop her. And then John says, Who's that guy fighting with that? <laughs> someone dangerous from our past. That's all you need to know. He says, I've got to help him, Mom. She says, your father can handle himself. Now follow, and next thing you know, uh, they're breaking through the wall of the fortress there. And Clark says, you've got no chance of convincing me of anything except to put you down fast and hard. And Eradicator says, this should be a day of celebration instead of, and looks like, John? Get behind because, you know, the roof's coming in. And the eradicator holds it up over their heads and goes, we suggest you and the boy move away quickly from the point of impact. And Lois goes, um, sure, good idea. And so Clark comes in and goes, Lois, John. And then he realizes he saved them. And eradicator says, do you have a preference on where we should set this down, Kello? <laughs> Which is the broken roof, of course. And so Clark is thinking, I can't believe I'm doing this. I've turned my back on the Eradicator. Every fiber of my being is screaming against it. But he saved Lois and John without a moment's hesitation. 
He left himself vulnerable to my attack by doing the right thing. So I focus on John and give Eradicator the benefit of the doubt for the moment. Okay, Clark, given second chances. Yes. Yeah, when did New 52's of Man ever give anybody... Hell no, Demasi said he was a brawler. Yeah, I mean, poor Parasite got eaten, I mean, more purple than he already is. And, you know, with New 52 Superman, it was just punch now, ask questions later. Yeah. If he got around, I mean, why ask questions? Just punch. Yeah, punch first and then, oh, if they could still talk, yeah, then they might get an answer. So, um, John is in the the fortress chair of healing, I suppose. And I think it's like a scanner. Yeah, and he says, he's still staring at us, Dad. He goes, I know he is, John. <laughs> and when Crypto goes, woof, woof. Okay. <laughs> so then again, does John and Crypto have a relationship? No. And <laughs> I'm wondering. You know, so then John Crypto. says, how long do I have to lie on this thing? And Clark says, until we've got a complete diagnostic workup of your physiology, kiddo. And he goes, I'm fine. I just want to go home. And Lois says, I know you do, John. We're worried about you. And she's looking at the monitors, and she says, there's a lot going on inside you right now, and these special machines will help us figure things out as your body changes. And he goes, what kind of changes? You mean my powers? And... um. Clark says, your budding powers aren't the problem, John. It's the lack of consistency in your invulnerability that concerns us. Sometimes you're at risk of skinning your knee or hurting your head in a tree fall. Other times you're not. These readings clearly state your body's still adapting to your unique genome that your mother and I passed on to him, for you. Okay, so I have a question about this. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think Clark, when he got his powers, that they were consistent either. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what have we learned from Smallville? Yeah, exactly. It took him him ten seasons, literally, okay, nine seasons, to get his powers under control. Right. And, I mean, we know that because we watched Smallville and we had the, the opportunity of, uh, knowing Clark Kent, right? The Clark Kent story. Right. And he never had a handle on his powers. Right, and he usually tripped over his powers. Literally, yes. Sometimes he would end up flat on his face. <laughs> well, like his heat vision power. And his right. breath power. And, you know, his flying was always hinted at, when, he, like if he's dreaming he was flying and he's actually hovering over the bed. Or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. He never actually, oh, one day, oh, I've got the, this power and I'm using it consistently. No, it didn't happen. And if there was a solar flare, really things really screwed up, you know. Mm-hmm. So this where, I mean, oh, it's because your mom and I made you, your mother has a human, you know, counterpart, and I have a Kryptonian part, that's why it's been consistent. I'm sitting there going, no, no, not really. You're, no, over, no, you're overthinking this, Clark. Yeah, I mean, even Superman 1978 hinted at that. You know, he trained for years and years and years to hone his powers. 
Right. He literally went from 18 to like 28 because he was learning how to control his powers. Right. A man of steel, same thing, right? He right. didn't have a handle on his powers. Um, I mean, in Man of Steel, he only learned to, the whole flight scene. Right. That was hilarious because he didn't have a handle on that until he learned to hone himself. Right. And and that's what he talks to General Zod about. General Zod had the exact same experience where he couldn't control his powers. Uh, so it's not just clock. It's no, I don't the think enters the yellow sun area. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this whole mixing of the DNA is what is causing it. Right, and because... that's why I say he's overthinking it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Because you know what? Is he not thinking back to his childhood and thinking, well, yeah, I kind of stumbled around, you know, with my powers as well. But he's not thinking that. He's like, oh, it's because Lois and I are of different, you know, different D- DNA, RNA, you know, even though we're able to make a child, perhaps, you know, and th- I think they're over-worrying, overthinking it. I think it, it they are. I think it's the um, lack of understanding, maybe, right. on the part of the writer, because, for example, Dan Juggins didn't even hint that this would be a problem. You know, right. the way he ended, the way he ended Superman, Lois, and Clark was John said, "If I concentrate hard enough." Yeah, he had the whole thing going on. Yeah, you know, um, and Clark said, "You can't make it happen. Right, but you can't rush things." It has to happen naturally, and then he learns to fly or hover, at least. Right. And so for me, right, I think this is a way uh, overthinking of the whole thing. Right. Because, for example, if I if I look back at Connor Kent, for example, Superboy, right, right? he was a mixture of Lexus and... Superman's DNA. Right. He never had a problem, right? Yes, he didn't have all of his powers developed as strongly as Superman, but he never had a problem where... Um, and, you know, more than, than the mixing of the DNA, I think it's just him and... Uh, I think it's just John and his hormones, right? I think it's just a metaphor for hormones. Well, but I mean, John's only nine or ten, so technically he's not quite at the hormone stage yet, unless he's Listen. taking a lot of that um, hormone additive milk, but I don't think Lois and Clark, they got a farm, so he's probably drinking raw milk, so just Listen, saying. I think in in super in Superman, John is like 13, because that's where they're heading. They're like, they want to make him 13, right? I think With, in, Alongside Damien? Basically, yeah. Okay, but the thing about it is that John was born, and they said he was nine years old when, you know, and it was like, okay, so he was born in three years after Convergence. They landed on this planet? Uh, Well, no, he was born during Convergence, and 
at the end of convergence, it, it's at um, year one of the New 52. Yeah, but and they've been on this planet for 10 years. Right, so he would be nine. He would be nine years old because he was zero at day year one. So if it's ten years now, then he'd be nine. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't. I, I think Peter Masi like is trying to do aging syndrome. You know, Peter Masi is trying to do what he did in Batman and Robin, Robin. and he's trying to do it in Superman and Superman. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I saw one of the criticisms that he's not, especially with the emo one, the Superman number one. He was mm-hmm. the emo teenager, and he's not a teenager yet. Uh, you know, Jurgens kept him a boy. And right. Look at Jurgens has him setting up the TV so he has something games. to play video games. Right. Exactly. In Brian Hitch's um, Justice League Rebirth, he's playing with his toys. In the lounge. Yeah, he's playing with his but, action figures. Right, he's playing with his Justice League action figures. Right. He's still a kid, right? It's just Pete Tomasi, for, for some odd reason, he can't find story to, to between this family. I can find it. So he's making the situations where John is emo and John is hormonal, in quote-unquote, right? And he's... Although I think he's better in this issue than he was in number one. No, yeah, I don't have a problem so much with this issue. Right? Number one was horrible. It was. Let's, let's put it that way. Number one was he he slipped and he fell and he hit his head. And here he's like getting up and walking properly. He's like, let's shake it off. Okay, <laughs> I'm not dizzy anymore. You know, here's a here's a bit of a Superman story, but I think he's trying to find a story, so he's making John emo have boy grish because he's not a man, you know. So you know, he's having like anguish issues and all that. Whereas he could have just told a story of here's this kid who's discovering his powers, and let's discuss that. Right. Yeah, because if you take the emo John and put it with Damien, that is going to be one dark butt comic book. And people don't want to be reading Super Sense from some, you know, here's emo guy and cynical guy, and no, that's not the reason people read Baby World's Finest, okay? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the Teen Titans, why it was successful is because they had one emo person right, who was Dick, because he unfortunately was whiny as heck, because he was like, eh, I'm in Batman's shadow, eh, eh, you know, and then they moved him away from that and they made him Nightwing, and they developed him, right, but all the other characters, you had um, Kid Flash, you had Aqualad, you had Cyborg, you had um, Starfire, you had Wonder Girl, you know, they they all had different characteristics, right? And and if you're going to have in Super Sons, Emo Damien and Emo John... That's not going to work. It's not going to work. You need to have the counterbalance, yin and yang, you know? Yeah, like their fathers in World's Finest. 
Exactly. And if I don't see how they're going to make Super Sons work if they keep presenting John, especially in the book that's dealing with him and the whole family thing. I don't see how it's going to work in Super Sons because people will be irritated with John by right. the time it comes to whenever Super Sons is launched. Yeah. Well, they were, so were they separated at birth? What? Yeah, and, you know, p- people are going back now and reading Lois and Clark. Yeah. And they're like, well, what happened to this John? Yeah. I've had I've had people who have replied to me, who have, who have asked me questions. They're like, did something happen? Like, did we miss a book <laughs> as to why John is suddenly, he went from this happy-go-lucky kid who has, the curiosity of Lois Lane, which is going to get him into so much of trouble. Right. Right. To a a kid who lies to his parents and is emo. Yeah. Yeah, I think Tom Tomasi, I mean, he's getting better, but he just really doesn't have a handle on John's age and his behavior yeah. at that age. You know, mm-hmm. it's fine for Damien at... 11 or 12, but not John at 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. Damien is 13. Don't ask me how, because it, it, there's only 10 years since the yeah. 52 How started. does that work? Because, you know, he had five Robins in five years. And, oh, gosh, I didn't even want to go through that. Damien was basically, what they're saying is Damien was six when he was running around as Robin. Problem. I have seen I've seen six year olds. They're not very well coordinated. No. I don't care if their grandpa is the League of Assassins. Yeah, I don't care if he was trained by the League of Assassins. They're gonna stumble and fall and there's no way they can fight and um throw batterings and <laughs> grapple hook their way through God. Yeah, I don't think that's working. <laughs> Unless they're nerfed. I, I don't know, unless he's like... And what does that say about steroids. Batman as a parent? Yeah, Batman as a parent. I'm letting my five-year-old, six-year-old son... Well, maybe it's the same Batman that screws Batgirl when she jumps him. Probably, yeah. yeah. So, and yeah, we have, whatever. We have Clark and Crypto in the Fortress of Solitude. And he's got his, still got his back to the Eradicator. And speaking of adapting... Why are you here and wearing the House of Ill emblem on your chest? And so the Eradicator explains, we are here because we are fated to be here. That's kind of scary. After assimilating Mm -hmm. personal objects within your fortress, we now wear your house symbol proudly. But before our mission to cross space and time to find you began, there was a secret protocol. We were built to comply with while Krypton thrived. Okay. This protocol was created by General Zod. He christened us as his eradicators. Our duty was to seek out and arrest Kryptonian lawbreakers on General Zod's list. Well, I bet Jarrell's clan was on that one. By whatever <laughs> means necessary. Oh, that thing. General Zod directed us to draw out the lawbreaker's life force. Uh-oh. Mm. That reminds me of the Saiyan Superman thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So and, and just doing that, it's like unnatural. Yeah. He says, and transfer them to a phantom zone projector where they would await trial. Okay, and so Zod's choking someone who looks a lot like Clark Kent with his reporter bag. And mm-hmm. the, the, they, they, this is the, the eradicated robot. And right. It Zod's symbol, and it's basically sucking these people's soul yeah. out. And, yeah. He says their bodies would be placed in cryo chambers, along with Walt Disney, until their respective trials. In the weeks that followed, several assignments for General Zod took us to the far reaches of the planet. Upon returning from a stealth operation to Bakos, General Zod had sanctioned. Krypton began to began to explode. Okay, like there was hesitation there. What? Most flag and subatomic organic matter of the planet burned through us, coating and bonding to our form, wiping away all mechanical vestiges and leaving us in a nondescript humanoid shape. In other words, they're the Borg. Okay. So. Yeah, you you know, basically what it says is somehow the... They went from the mechanical blast. to organic. Yeah, and I'm like, what? that can't that can't happen. What's what? going on there? And so, in those last horrific moments, we alone bore witness to the final fate of our world, the life force of a planet screaming, lost and cold, fragmented, alone, no survivors, or so we thought. We caught a glimpse of one lone rocket escaping the fiery cataclysm. And one protocol was all we had. Scour the galaxies, every solar system, every planet, find the survivor, and let nothing get in our way. Then the solar system with the yellow sun drew our attention. We searched the first two planets close, closest to it, and then the third, that would be Earth. Mm-hmm. Finally discovering. So John's looking over at this guy doing all this exposition and Hank is finally discovering the first trace of Kryptonian DNA to be one, that of your sons, which unfortunately has been tainted with your wife's human side. Mm-hmm. So that's why Clark's worrying about the two DNA parts causing Jonathan. Yeah, I yeah I, I didn't uh, like the tainted thing, right? Because it just adds to that whole Lois whole is worthy because she's human. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Krypton to be truly reborn in all its glory, our species needs to propagate. But to preserve the purity of the race, the Kryptonian genome needs to be uncorrupted. Well, thank you, Mr. Eugenics person. We shall start with your offspring and find a way to bolster his Kryptonian genome to subsume his human one. Subsume? Is that a word? We need to look that one up because wouldn't it be overcast his human one? I would think. Anyway, yeah, (laughs) talking about eradicating half of my son. Yes, and the dog is. Oh, so we got Astro (laughs) here. Okay, so the eradicator says, but only the impure half, of course. What do you think you're doing? And Jungo's dad. And then Lois screams, Clark! 
the first step to cleansing is ingestion. So he's going after John's spirit, soul, energy, and and Clark goes, John, and John's screaming, and crypto comes in between them, and so he actually sucks up crypto. Yep. Not just his life force, but the entire dog in the cape, too. Well, minus the cape, because he Well, he the, the cape. cape, yeah. He busts the cape, yeah. And so John's all big guy, because guess what? This is the second animal he's seen killed in how many days? Right, and, I mean, Crypto is, I mean, he's being a good dog. He's Yeah, he's protecting. He, he may not, you know, this may not be Crypto that they grew up with, or whatever, but he can sense the house of elves. He can sense clock, right. and and he's protecting his master and his family, which is what a good dog does. Right. I mean, and yeah, when I saw this, I was like, oh, you another one? Like seriously? What the? you know, effing hell is going on here with Pete Tamasi killing off all the super family animals, you know? Who's next? Ranger? If he if he touches one hair on Ranger's head, I will go after him. Well, here's the thing. He doesn't even have Ranger in his book. True. Mm-hmm. And Jurgen's uh, cat, I made Ranger. What, what's with the cat? Well, the cat's dead. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh, Dan Jogan didn't know there was a cat. Yeah. I, I asked him, what's the cat's name? Right? And he said, what cat? And I said, Lois's cat. He says, from the 90s? I'm like, no, no, no. I know about that cat. I'm talking about the cat now. And he's like, what cat? And I'm like, this cat. The cats are going <laughs> to kill. And I, and I tweeted him a picture, and he's like, there's no cat? What's with the cat? There's a dog named Ranger. What's with the cat? He's like, where did the cat even come from? Apparently, <laughs> Mossy thought there was a cat involved somehow, so he could kill him. Uh, uh, subsume means to include, not exclude, uh, okay, or absorb so, something. So he says, okay, we shall start with your offspring and find a way to bolster his Kryptonian genome to what? To include. Include his human one. Yeah. Or absorb. Subsume means to include or absorb. So if they're including and absorbing the human one, why is Clark saying you're eradicating half of my son? Yeah, they're, they're using the wrong word. Well, okay, does does he, and again, I thought, I assumed that by Clark's reaction especially, I thought, oh, he's going to overcast the human one. Good. Does he um, mean reduce it or exclude it? or But no, it means inclusion or absorption. Yeah, subsume means to include or absorb something to make something else. Oh, so, but, but it's so, so including, is, yeah, it's, yeah, it says, basically it says we're, we're going to bolster the Kryptonian DNA to include 
the human one to make something else? I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of vague and unclear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Clark gets the angry eyes again, get the visine out, it goes after Eradicate Burr, there's a bunch of punching because there's wham, 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 while John cries and kneels and picks up Crypto's cape. Okay, whatever. And then John gets his mat on because, you know, he's going to do something about the dead dog and he figures this guy can take it because, you know, he's in the fortress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the next one's called Soul Storm. So, Crypto appears in another book in the future, so he ain't dead. Yeah, uh, the, the October solicits for Super Superman say, John, uh, Clark, John, and Crypto go on adventure to Dinosaur Island, or return to Dinosaur oh, Island. Oh, that's right. Written by Tomasi, right? Written by Tomasi, so, yeah. But I don't think, you know, you can kill Crypto. I I don't think that's... I mean, Crypto had a DC page before Lois Lane, so... Yeah. Can't kill him. Yeah, so... Okay, now we come to the exciting part of our show. Oh, actually... Very exciting part. 60. We've got a preview. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, despite what Newsarama said. Um, Newsarama, former lovers, Wonder Woman and Clark Kent unite as Wonder Woman saves Clark Kent's life. And I'm like, what? Did You know, when I read that, I said, damn, Jogan's go romance on us? No, I knew that like, wasn't true. I was just like... What the heck is Newsarama trying to pull now? Then I opened it up and I'm like, "What? Newsarama? Why? Why you? Why you stirring up crap? You know?" Somebody actually tweeted them and said, um, "You clickbait whores," <laughs> because they're just baiting people to click it. <laughs> this is true. It's like, oh, did you know that the fomancers are gone? Gone where? Well, they are gone. I mean, they're going to be reading that. They're going to stick around and go, oh, they're going to give us the Fomance, really? No, yeah. I mean, the Fomances can dream. I mean, we encountered one on Friday when the thing came out. Uh, someone started at me, and then I was like, the, the, the only power couple that there is is the original power couple which is Lois and Clark, and they're in the comics, so, you know, whatever. And then they're like, oh, well, I want our ultimate power couple, and I'm like, the ultimate power couple is Lois and Clark, so, da-dang. Da-dang, you ding-dong. Okay, we got Mr. Oz front and center in this preview. Yes, we do. He goes, events are moving swiftly. What's with, okay, what's with his scythe? And it says, more so than I had anticipated. Okay, so things are happening faster than he anticipated? Well, if you remember, um, Mr. What's it, Oz, I was just trying to think, what's his name? And I'm, you just said it. 
Mr. Oz, you know, did say he created. Um, he taught Clark. Clark. Yeah, he yeah. Yeah, he taught him everything he knows, blah blah blah. So and he and he's like created this whole situation. But then things are moving faster than he anticipated. Right. Well if you put your pawns into play, you know, these are still people with the with the choice of free will. And they still can make their choice. They're not all controlled by this puppet master. Yeah, but the thing about it is he can change anything in a split second. Right, he can, but it's not all controlling. Okay. Right? And that's what, I, that's what I like about it is that there's still the, the, the option of choice. You understand right. what I mean? It's not all controlled by an evil puppet master. Right. So I guess a mother and child, they're, more, they're witnessing the Battle of Metropolis. Doomsday and Clark. So it's about a mother and child watching helplessly from home as their husband and father stands in the face of Doomsday himself. Death and destruction ravaging the city of Metropolis. A hero buried beneath the rubble, which would be Clark Kent in the same shirt he had on when he was killed. And then the wild card, a human Clark Kent. Superman, is that you? Well, of course not. It's not going to be him because, you know, Clark broke his arm in the last issue. Because I think or was it this issue. Anyway, he's facing Doomsday. He's got his Hulk pants on. And he says, oh, God, I'm done for. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm waiting for News of Rama to move their stuff here. Mm-hmm. One woman comes in and swoops in. Yeah. She says, and she says, um, what does she say? Oh, I can't see this. News of Rama, you fix your shit. Oh, it sucks. I know. Oh, she says, Ken, uh, I've got you. Yes, yeah, yeah, not I have you or something. Yeah, and then he says, okay, I can't make it move over, of course. He uh, says, Wonder Woman, what are you doing here? Yeah. I think. I'm reading this on my small screen. Oh, my God, it's killing my eyes. I know. <laughs> um, And then she says, I should ask you this, the same of you. So then... Yes. She sets him down and says, but you can explain that later. Right now, you need medical attention. Seek it out while I deal with the monster. And he goes, and walk away from a story this big? No way. Now, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, he's got part of Lois's personality at the moment. So It's a very Lois, it's a very Lois clock. Yeah. <laughs> and... He says, uh, I'm sure my arm is broken. She says, seemingly obvious proof that you are not Superman. Like, I keep telling people, no. (laughs) (laughs) Get him, Clark. And she says, as I said, I will get answers from you later. The dead don't come back to life. And she (laughs) points at something behind her. He goes, tell that to him, which is doomsday. No, it's it's Superman coming out from... Oh, Superman. Yeah. And he goes, Superman goes, Doomsday! He's going to go all badass on him. And he says, I will not let you hurt anyone. Oh, this is so small. Uh, Elf, ever again. And then he thinks, can't give him an inch. Need to stop him here and now. Not just for the people of Metropolis. And then John goes, sees what's happening. 
and says, all right, did you see that, Mom? Dad is back, and he's got help. But, so Clark thinks, but for my family, for Lois and John, back home on the farm. Okay. And that was it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I love how Dan Juggins' Superman is just all about family Lois and John. Yeah, yeah. It's all about Lois and John. There's like, you know when he came out and he said, this guy is loyal to Lois. There's no, because people were like, like posing the question of, uh, would there be a spark between him and one woman? And he's like, I think it was Newsarama that did this interview. And he's like, no, this guy is loyal to Lois and his, and his son. He loves only two people in this world. And that is Lois and John. And, I love how he just brings that to the forefront, that this is who he's fighting for. Yeah, I mean, Jurgens totally gets it. I mean, um, I mean, you read the panel. There were so yeah. many things mm-hmm. to tweet from that panel from Dan Jurgens. It was unbelievable. Oh, I tweeted it. I, I was like, too. And, and people, people literally, like, because some people weren't reading or following the Superman panel, right? And so when I tweeted that this is what was being said on the Superman panel, um, because we were like live tweeting it, right? Right. And people were retweeting that thing like crazy. Oh. I couldn't even keep up with what you guys were telling me because my mentions were just full of favorite, 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 retweet, 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 you know, and I'm like, oh, what is happening here? Yeah, I had the same thing going on too. Yeah, it, and it was like, all right, you know, people are loving the Justice League. Yeah, people I've never seen before retweet my stuff. Yeah, I didn't know Taylor where King and from. Yeah. <laughs> so, that will be on Wednesday. That's Action 960. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and what did they say about the two Loises? On the panel? Not much. They said, um, Dan Jogan said that the person who asked the question was very uh, observant. That was when they, she got Lois's, Lana got Lois's power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was some mention of the two Loises. Um, oh, so one of the fans asked, uh, how is the two Lois, the, the, the story between the two Lois lanes going to play out? Yeah. And, they said basically you'll have to wait and but it watch it. It seemed as if they were going to develop that too. Yes, yes, it does seem. It's a good sign of hope. That is, yeah. You know, I kept telling you, hold on, Lois is getting her own book. We'll see it develop. The thing about it is, she is still not in action. New Fifty Two yes, Lois is still not in action. Well, I think they're keeping it as. I think um, who's writing it, um, Phil Jimenez, is 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 writing the right. Superwoman comments. Yeah, yeah. I think because he's talking a lot about. I mean, if you looked at his tweets, he said there's going to be New Fifty Two laws and Pre Fifty Two laws, and there's going to be a story between them. Yeah. So I think he has the task of Doing developing that. that story. Yes. Yeah. So, did you see the 75th 
anniversary of Wonder Woman thing? Uh, the quick reveal uh, of all her outfits. No, there was actually interviews. That must have been on the Ultimate Cut extras, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering yeah. because so the release. Yeah. Um, Gail Simone wasn't. Greg Rucker wasn't. Um, yeah. So, but they did interview Phil, and I'm really happy that he's writing Lois because he totally gets it. He does. Saul uh, Jimenez actually in that, in that interview says, you know, the two um, most influential women that you can see the times in is Lois Lane and Wonder Woman in that, in that, in that yeah. uh, Ultimate Edition uh, interview. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to San Diego Comic-Con. And do you want to talk to us about Wonder Woman? We got the first official trailer of Wonder Woman. Oh my God, it is on fire! I there is not a single thing I don't love about that entire trailer. Um, a lot of people, including me, <laughs> were very um worried if they'll go how they're going to approach. Wonder Woman's origins, and what I liked is that she doesn't say Zeus is her father in the trailer. She says she was given life by Zeus. Now, according to the Wonder Woman animated movie, which was written by Gail Simone, um. Because of the atrocities that were caused to, or the pain that was caused to the Amazons uh, by, what's his name, Ares, um, Zeus and Hera blessed Hippolyta with a baby daughter that was carved out of clay. Um, Zeus's thunderbolt actually gives life to Wonder Woman. So I'm very, that was the one thing I took away from the trailer that I actually, it sort of quelled all my uh, fears about it because I did not want the New 52 Wonder Woman. And I think they're going very traditional, they're going very. Um, to the core of who the character is, they're going to, you know, the, the, the comic book Wonder Woman that was wondrous for, for sorry for the pun and for the, for the use of that word, but, and it's not the New 52 Wonder Woman. It is, Gal Gadot is just awesome. Now I get it. I get why people like Wonder Woman. You know, I always said on the show, growing up, I did not have Wonder Woman comics. I, the only Wonder Woman I knew about was the animated Wonder Woman. Right. The Justice League. On the Justice League TV series. And it isn't the greatest introduction to Wonder Woman because you don't know a lot about her. There's one episode where they deal with her past 
And, like, I didn't know how the lasso of truth worked, right? I didn't know that her bullets, uh, that her bracelets dissected, the deflected bullets, right? And the thing is, like I said, when I wanted to get into Wonder Woman when the New 52 relaunched, biggest mistake of my life, because it made me hate Wonder Woman. And what I'm glad about now is that with Batman v Superman, I literally just watched the ultimate cuts today. Um, again. <laughs> and with this trailer, I'm just growing to love Gal Gadot as one woman. And I think everybody, you know what, everybody who, who um, hates on Zack Snyder and hates on DC films need to chill because the, uh, my mother and I watched the Wonder Woman trailer, right, together. And the first thing my mother said was, do you know how excited your niece is going to be for this movie? And I was like, she's not the only one. I am excited for this. One, this movie is going to open the doors to a whole bunch of people just falling in love with Wonder Woman again. And that is not something that is bad. You know, the world needs Wonder Woman because I believe she is a very important and integral part of the Trinity because where Superman looks to the future and Batman looks to the past, you need Wonder Woman in the present to keep that level-headedness. Right, she is a mixture of the two. She has Clark's heart, but she has Batman's brains. And yeah, you know, I'm all for Gal Gadot and Girl Power. And it opens up literally with the best opening because she's leaning over Chris Pine and she's like just in awe of him because it's obviously the first time she's seen a man and she sees Chris Pine. So yeah, I'd also be leaning over him like that. And they're on the beach, and they're all wet. And she's like, you're a man. <laughs> like, and, and I, I tried not to laugh, but it, it's just, it's the perfect mixture of humor, of seriousness, because it's set in World War One, and of action. That's what I took away the most from this, from this, this, this trailer was, the action is going to be fantastic. And I mean, Gal Gadot just slays as Wonder Woman. What did you think, Holly? I started to watch it again. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's pitch perfect. Yeah, and it is. The thing that I like about, I mean, you know, Gal on a horse is just phenomenal. The use of the lasso and the sword, uh, her outfit, you know, the gauntlets, the boots, and, you know, Trevor, we get to see Trevor right away. But the one thing that I really loved about this trailer and the other trailer is, like, there's a little pause after the emblems. Mm. Then they mm-hmm. have like the shawarma scene. They have like a little funny, and she meets Etta, 
Mm-hmm. And Ed explains, you know, that she's Trevor's secretary. And she goes, well, what's a secretary? And so she explains all what she does for Steve and what he tells her to do. And she goes, on my world, that's called a slave. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed goes, I like her. And, then, you know, yeah, it was just, you know, the perfect levity. I mean that that little that little scene shows, you know, it shows women and men relationships. You know the the whole you see the world through Diana's eyes now, and you know and like Trevor's like well you know, <laughs> but Tre- you know Trevor is very he's a guy, but you also see that he. He cares about her and that, you know, it's not like she's beating him over the head where, you know, women are superior or anything like that. It's like he's a guy. She's a woman. So there's that connection between the two and how it works right. It's not like Mm -hmm. one's trying to overbear the other. They're sharing in the experience and then at one point in the trailer – he says, you know, I can't let you do this, whatever it is. You know, he's trying to protect her. And she said, returns, at least on the trailer, it looks like she returns, well, you know, I do what I want or I, you don't, you know, you can't make that decision for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm you know, my own. I've been you know, on forever, so. You know what I love about this trailer is that a lot of people sometimes mix Feminism up with man-hating. Yeah. And this is not it. It's, you know, I love the word equality because, yes, I am a feminist because I support, you know, women should be on equal terms, you know, equal pay for equal work and all that sort of thing. Right. But the other thing I think sometimes when people think of feminists, they don't also realize that there is a difference between men and women. And we should appreciate both of those. Yes. You know, that's the that's the whole thing yeah. that I love about the word equality. It's because you accept people with whatever flaws or whatever quirks or whatever differences they may have. You know, we may all have different color skin, but it doesn't mean we're not all human, Right. Right. In fact, um, you know, I've seen this, this a lot in like social media and on the news. We're only there's only one race, the human race. True. So, exactly. whether you have more melatonin in your pigment than I do, or I have less, you know, let's not be fighting each other about it. You know, that's just silly. It, it's, it's, it's so. It's so silly. It's the silliest thing on the planet. And what I love about the One Woman trailer is that it's there's no man hating. Right. Like even when she, when even when Etta and One Woman have that exchange, and she says, "On my world, we call that slavery." Right. You know, it's not like she's hating on Steve Trevor for it. She's huh. just like, "Your world is so different." And Etta's like, "Oh, I like her," you know. And she's the very. Um, prim and proper English woman, and, you know, she's like, oh, I, I like her, I like her, and, you know, I love the the the, the casting of Etta Candy. I, I don't think yes. they could have gotten it more perfect. Um, truly, the casting of this film 
is, right. is splendid. Yes. Um, I always and, backed Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Right. Um, well, and Chris because is like the perfect Steve Trevor. Okay, because we've seen Chris Pine in his oh. personality and other roles, right? And so when yeah. Anna's listing the things that she does for Steve, you know, and he's like, she goes, yeah, 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 you know. Like, like that's, you know, that's the norm, you know. And then one of them that's slavery. And then because I like her. And he's like, <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, we need. And he's like, okay, let's not have this conversation here and now. <laughs> I don't want this. I don't want a revolution on my hands. We've got to go save the world, you know. Yeah, he's like, okay, let's go. And I, he's like, okay, <laughs> I'm not getting into this right now. Okay, because both of these women will probably pound me to a pulp. But you know, he's still a guy. He's still a man, and that is powerful too. Wonder Woman. She is a woman. He's a mm-hmm. man. You know, and, oh, he and is there's all no, man. you know, Steve Trevor is the lowest link. No, because he's not a damsel in distress. Lois isn't a damsel in distress. So it's like Steve carries his own. It's like in the New 52. Steve Trevor carries his own and then some. And then you mm. see why Wonder Woman would fall for him. Because she's a warrior and he has the warrior thing going on too. And so it's right. the whole yin and yang thing. He's a man, she's a woman, and that's, well, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and I really was impressed with this trailer. Uh, Diana is, you know, most of the time we see her by herself doing a lot of things, like fighting off stuff with her shield. And, um, you know, if there is some way... To bring Steve Trevor back, okay, I mean, we're dealing with gods and, you know, if freaking Batman has the Lazarus pit, you know, Diana, surely, one of her gods gets him to say, okay, we're going to throw Steve Trevor a hundred years from now, from the last time we saw him. I I truly believe that Steve Trevor will be back because Chris Pine, um, when he signed for Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. It was the end of his Star Trek um, contract, right? right? His, his last movie is coming out this year, right? right. And so if, uh, I think it was Variety that reported it. And Variety, you know, they're not like a, like a tabloid sort of. Like, no. they, they won't just clickbait, spam you, right? Right. And according to their sources was he was looking for another franchise to sign on to. Mm-hmm. And he signed on to the DC Films franchise. And he has been seen on the Justice League set with Jason Momoa. So, right. you know what? It's comics. In all possibility, they can, yeah. you know what? They can stick him in a fridge or I don't know what. Not not refrigerate him now. No. I'm talking about like cryogenics or whatever. Or they can, you know what, she can... animation or some kind, magical, suspended animation. He could be, you know... Good. Or he could slip through time. And then... Right, that, we, we, have, we, we have with, with DC Comics now open time travel with The Flash. Right. Magic with Wonder Woman. Right. Science, science with Cyborg. Yeah. Right. And obviously Superman is going to cheat death. Right, by coming back because he's Superman. Right. I'm killing him. Seen him doing as Lois 
as Lois Lane said, there's no Justice League without Superman. Amen. Um, amen, Lois Lane. <laughs> Thank you, Brian Hitch. Um, so, yeah, you know, DC Comics has always been the comics where death is, you know. <laughs> obstacle. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, the uh, one of the lines I remember from that Max Landis Death of Superman video was what did Superman really defeat in the Doomsday Saga? It was death. Yeah. Superman the defeated death, right? Yep. Because in Marvel, when they killed off Jean Grey in the 1980s, she stayed dead, right? It was 1985 or something. They did that whole Phoenix Saga and they killed her off. Right. She stayed dead till 2000. Oh, gee. Right? So, and all in Marvel, all the the superheroes stay dead, right? DC Comics locked them away somewhere, right? Kal-El from Earth 2. He came back. He didn't die. Right. With his lowest lane, right? Yeah. Uh, Supergirl comes back, right? Yeah. Flash comes back in, in Flash Rebirth. Right. Right, Barry Allen comes back. Right. So in DC Comics, death is a suggestion, you know. <laughs> it's like yeah, but and, the, and what I like is they don't do like they don't do it every other day either. It's always meaningful. It is always impactful and meaningful. DC Comics is always that. Right. And. Uh, so, you know, she could keep a lock of Steve Trevor's hair and somehow right. they bring him back with magic. I don't know. Right. Anything. I, I'm, anything sure Zack Snyder, I'm sure Zack Snyder has a better story than I do. Right. Okay. And I'm sure he's going to use it. Um, and so, because you don't sign somebody like Chris Pine, and that rhymes. Right. <laughs> you for Camero, right? One movie. For one movie. Yeah. But it, I, when I say so, cameo, I don't mean that he's not in Wonder Woman that much. He's in Wonder Woman, trust me. Oh, he got a freaking statue with her, okay? Yeah. Most lanes didn't even get a statue. Right. Um, but the Janet one by Gary Frank, she's in the Super I can't hate. I can't hate on them because I saw that statue and I was like, damn, if I had money. I go buy that thing. And save your pennies. Mm-hmm. It's coming out to win. A, a dollar rand exchange is horrible. Okay. Well, I know. I'll, be, I'll have to sell off my liver, maybe. or, or my doing kidney. that. You need I have liver. To, no, liver grows back. I can sell off a portion. It's fine. Uh, I'll need a, I can sell off one kidney. Blood. Anybody need some blood? I'm sure mine is clean. Um you know, vampires out there. Uh, They'll be doing that. You know what happened to that German guy? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so. uh, What I'm saying is I would buy that statue, right? right. It's beautiful. I cannot hate on Steve and Diana getting their back to back. And that's what I love about it. It's it's them fighting back to back, side by side. And it's like it shows you the importance of Steve Trevor in this movie. Yes. So, so yeah, and, and what I loved about the trailer, one last thing, is it shows tenderness as well. Right. Um, amongst all this, I mean, it said during World War One, which is horrific, 
but there there can be love. There can yeah. be true love, right? The two different types of love, uh, uh, caringness. Even Steve Trevor, when they're in that boat and they're, they're together and they're just talking, you know, he's he's soft and he's caring and he's he's you know concerned about and he wants to know about her. Right. And so, yeah, I just loved it. It's it's so multidimensional. Yeah, and we have to wait till 2017. <laughs> Only one more year. Yeah, when's that supposed to come out? Isn't it like March or something? No, it comes out in June. Holy crap. June June 2nd, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, there was another trailer. <laughs> yes. Oh, we got spoiled. Oh, it's a teaser. So bad. Everybody's like, Holly, it was a teaser, not a trailer. I'm like, uh, I don't care. Um, it was it was images and, and it was scenes put together. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, it's like, actually, it's like a mini kind of movie. It's kind of like the first meet of things. and It's so good. Yeah. I loved everything about it. We got Justice League, people. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, well, we have, yeah, it's just awesome. So... Um, Hello? I am here, sir. I'm still here. Okay. Okay. Um, what I love is that What I love is that they didn't exclude anyone. They released them all online. Yeah. Um the images, the the, the teasers, everything. Well, and I think well, with this particular teaser, it's Bruce Wayne. It's not Batman. It's Bruce Wayne goes and tr- it's the first one he's trying to find is Aquaman. <laughs> and let me put it this way. Jason Momoa could beat Ben Affleck's ass, okay? You know what I'm saying? I, I would be pretty sure Jason Momoa could give Henry Cavill a go for his money. Well, yeah, it's but, I, you know, I'd rather, because it makes more impression on everybody if it's Batsy. It does. You know, Superman's the nice guy. You know, you can't see Aquaman and Superman fighting. No. You know? Yeah. Uh, because Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne comes in all, like, smug. He's like, I did all this detective work, and I found out that... Well, he's not dummy detective anymore. He's a detective. I was saying... So yeah, he's figured out that this guy shows up on King's Moon or something like that. On the, on the King's Tide. Yes. During this one I, festival to feed people fish, and I was like, "Oh, you know, hey, Jason Momoa's Aquaman is so is so caring because he comes to this village that is is suffering, and he gives them food and sustenance, you know, and right. and he's taking care of them." And then I'm like, "Whoa, Batman's actually a detective!" And what's yeah. really cool is the people aren't going to give him up. He's standing right yeah. there. They're not going to indicate who he is. Because this stranger comes into town. True, he's not dressed to the nines like usual Bruce Wayne. Uh, he does that later. Uh, but, you know, he comes in. He goes a little rough up through the edges, you know. He's not clean-shaven, blah, blah, blah. And he's asking about this guy that shows up on the king's side. And he says it was last night. So he's looking for this guy because he knows this guy always shows up. 
And here's Steve Momoa, and nobody's given up Momoa at all. Yep. Mm-hmm. And... And... <laughs> now, you were... Because I asked you about the contact lenses that Jason has in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, are they trying to make his eyes blue, or are they trying to make them white? Now, he does no, have no, no. streaks yeah. in his hair. If we saw, You had pictures from someone that had Jason arriving at the San Diego airport, and his hair is really blonde, but not completely blonde. No, it's just the bottom layers. I mean, his his top hair, obviously, they can't dye all his hair blonde because it would destroy his hair, right? Right. Well, and um, too. I mean, he's... But that was, that was one of the things my son was concerned about because, according to Aquaman Cannon... Atlanteans don't like blondes, and that was part of his conflict. Yes. And mm-hmm. so they have Jason with, like, sunstreaked hair, but his top of his head is pretty dark. Um, yeah, it's, so it's I don't know basically it's just... Yeah, hair it's, what. <laughs> it's like, I call it beachy blonde, because right. he's, got this, he's got this very Hawaii... I mean, he is Hawaiian. Yeah. Um, But he's got this very laid-back, you know, his mom looks very uh, Irish, though. He's a he's a mixed breed. He, yeah. he is. He's he's got some Irish in him because he goes to. He said when he was in London, he went to um, his mom's hometown in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he said for him it was finding about uh, out about his Ohana, which I love. Uh, but he's got this very laid back. Approach, you know. Um, right. I remember his his first Instagram picture from his first day of shooting Justice League. Yeah, he's sitting in a bubble bath with uh with a with a wine glass, and he's like, "This is how you relax after shooting Justice League, right?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." And so he's he's a very chilled guy, you know. Yeah. And he reminds me of well, not. I don't know personality-wise because I, you know, I don't know much about Jason, but he reminds me of Tom. They seem to have the same kind of demeanor. And when I saw Jason with his mom, that's about how tall Bonnie Welling is. Mm-hmm. It's, you mm-hmm. know, to Tom, and I'm sitting there going, "Damn!" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, Jason Momoa is, I think. Taller than Henry Cavill, he's six three. They they wanted someone who was tall enough to look Ben Affleck in the eye. So he's probably about six three. Yeah, he's six three, six height six, four, is tall. Well, like, so maybe yeah. that's why I get the. But they're you know they both have the dark coloring and stuff and and uh, both hand, very handsome men. Very handsome men. And so anyway, I was explaining to Holly about the white eye thing. Um. It's an old Aquaman thing that when he invokes his power, uh, his eyes actually glow white because it's magic, right? He's, he's part, and it also, if you remember in Dawn of Justice, when he was underwater, his eyes glowed like a, like a fish underwater. You know like how an animal's eyes glow in the night? Yeah. That sort of thing. So... I I suppose that's what they're doing, but I have seen um, 
like pictures and stuff of him where he's not wearing the contacts. Right. But yeah, if for for Aquaman fans, they they know that that's him sort of channeling his power. Yeah. So then yeah. there's a so, but, yeah. in the woods. Now, I don't know. There's a mother box buried. Yeah, the the synopsis from the movie reads that there were three mother boxes given to Atlanteans, Amazonians, and the humans. So this looks like a king, in a medieval king. Yeah. In so that fact, there's one be... guy who's wearing, like, the horns of Steppenwolf or something. No, no, he's, like, got a crown, like a king's well, crown. Well, from like far away, because I stopped it, and it, there's, like, one guy, like, well, is he wearing horns like Steppenwolf? Yeah, yeah, when they zoom in, when he's right. uh, looking, when they're putting the dirt it's over the mother behind him box. at the horns, so those, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, Olaf horns, not Steppenwolf horns. Like Olaf horns. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, so it it looks like medieval right. English king right. sort of thing. Now the Wayne like King Arthur. Were, the Waynes were English. The Waynes uh were Scottish English, yes. Yeah, yeah. So So yeah, it could tie into that. Mhm. Right. Then we Very, have- well. Well done, Holly. I was going along that same line. You just oh, okay. from my, you uh, took it off from my, my, my thinking there. Okay, so then we have Wonder Woman. Uh, they have, I mean, Gal Gadot is just Wonder Woman, period. Then we have Jason Momoa downing a bottle of some kind of drink. Like oh, a, <laughs> but isn't it hot? Isn't it just the hottest thing you've ever seen? Like him just drinking whiskey or whatever it is and and then he just throws the bottle, and every girl everywhere just fainted or or worse. I and immediately following that, he's standing like out on a pier, and two waves coming from different directions just fall over him. It is like gorgeous. I mean, he's happy. Oh, gorgeous! Yeah. yeah, he's shirtless in that scene. Just by the way, people would just like tight jeans. Yeah, and he's getting wet. Zack Snyder gives us good porn. I will tell you. I will say that he gives us. Every guy gets equal. It's yeah. like equal. <laughs> you'll be shirtless. You'll be shirtless. You'll be shirtless. Shirtless. Then we're gonna see your butt. <laughs> so then there's a scene. Someone is. There's a lot of change. Somebody's like unlocking a lock. Like it's big pile padlock. It looks like mm-hmm. Barry. And then we see yeah. Barry again, and then we see Cyborg. Well, Victor. Victor, yeah. yeah. Wearing his GCU um, letter jacket. Yeah. The quarterback. I mean, you can find all yeah. the information out on his jacket. Um, yeah, I think uh, he's he's varsity. Oh, I don't know what what the whole yeah. This football is before he is. Cyborg is gets got Cyborg right. I think. Yeah, I think they're going to tie in Cyborg's transformation with the um, what's the Black Zero event because okay. right because it would make sense because he was highly highly injured right and his father didn't know how to say it. so I'm uh, in 
like in Justice League Origins, right? They they use um the attack that that Darkseid right. has, right? Originally, he was injured in a bus accident right. when he was being when he was going to a game, right? He was going. He's still still was always a football quarterback with like a promising career and stuff ahead of him. Right. And at his last game, his father doesn't attend, so he's distraught. Blah 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 blah. And so he meets with this accident. This is the original one. And yeah. he was created in the '80s by Marv Wolfman and George Perez. Yes. Yeah. And so he's he has a fairly new character. He is a fairly new character. Yeah, um, but a very although I think character. Booster Gold's newer than him because Booster was pretty close to the '90s. Um. Cyborg was created in 1986. Booster Gold was created in 1990. Yeah. 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 There you go. So, um... Yeah, so... I think they're going to use the Black Zero event. Right. To, and the Mother Boxes are already here. Right, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that the one that was dedicated to mankind would fall into military hands because Stylus Stone works for Star Labs. Right. So which is a division of you know, the US military and stuff. So And obviously the Kryptonian ship had one too. Yes. Yeah. The Kryptonian ship has one which leads into that whole uh con what was it, convergence scene where Lexus uh, and Wolf Communion scene, sorry. And so it it must be Stephen Wolf showing him that there's three, right? Because you do see other boxes. Right. And yeah. But can I just say, I love the casting of Barry Allen. Like, just from this trailer alone, I'm like, oh, this is my Flash, you know? Right. I. I I'm a dubious about some of the things he said, and so I'm a little worried about the character, but we'll just have to see what transpires. Well, I think always, for me, always Barry Allen has always been the... Barry and Hal have always been the sort of lighter characters in in the Justice League. Right. But so I suppose, yeah. Um, yeah, because I was just going to go this through clip through clip. Um, we're back to... Bruce Wayne with a beard, um, and he's talking to Aquaman. And then we see Barry uh, in his lab. Okay, is the skull, is he an atomic skull fan? (laughs) (laughs) I think those are on his um, thing, and I'm sitting there going, really? I think those are just his, like, um, what you call them, I don't know, antivirus things, uh, firewalls, yeah. Yeah, he's got, um, and Bruce Wayne is sitting in his second favorite chair, uh, <laughs> clean-shaven, in a suit with an overcoat, and it's very, like, uh, he goes, uh, Barry Allen, I'm Bruce Wayne, and he's like, you say that like I should know what's going on here. <laughs> and um, so uh, 
Jason Jr. sitting in my second favorite chair, and that's when we see Aquaman approach the bearded Bruce Wayne like he's going to rip his head off. <laughs> mm. Don't be messing with Arthur, man. And so then we see a conversation between clean-shaven Bruce Wayne and Diana, uh, and he <laughs> asks him if he's going to join us because he's, He's going around asking these different metas, you know, we, uh, we, so, uh, enemies coming in, we need you, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, so she asks him, well, what did he say? And he goes, is he going to join us? And Bruce says, more or less. She goes, more more or more or less? And he goes, <laughs> more or less. She goes, he said no. He goes, yeah. <laughs> so there's Can humor say, in the movie, people. It's like I just love that. Oh, it's yeah, awesome. Just, She's looking at it like really. She's yeah, like, I, I love how she knows more, more, or more less. Like she knows he's not a people person. Like yeah. who, you know what? Between Diana and Bruce, right? When Bruce said, "I can just imagine," like okay, there's this whole thing that we make fun of Bruce right online, where we say. You know, he says, Superman is my best friend, and, well, and you know, Superman's probably un- in his grave thinking, what, you're trying to strangle me, and you <laughs> cut my face, and, and, and Lois is thinking, uh, if I didn't save the two of you, you'd still be at each other's throats. Yeah. And so, um, I'm, I mean, Boops is called trying to say, you've got to listen to me, and Bruce like, I'm going to kick your ass and kill you. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> Friday and one uh, Saturday. Right. And 
just to, so I can tell the difference, right? Right. And the ultimate cut is so much. I mean, the ultimate cut shows the acting abilities right. of this cast. Right. You know, I didn't see this before because they didn't show it, obviously, as cut out. Lois Lane trembling when she sees the bullet and when she's, when she's moving it back and forth when she's in the bath, she's actually shaking because of her traumatic experience. Right. Small things like that that change the movie, that make it better. Right. But anyway, I can just see Bruce going around in Justice League, right? And Diana's probably like, Diana's probably, let's, let's face it, everybody's going to say no. And then Diana's going to go around and say, we're doing this in Superman's honor. You better join. August. Like, I, the lasso of truth compels you. You will join. So after, you know, he tells Diana no, he said no. Then we see Arthur grab a hold of Bruce and throw him around up against a wall mm-hmm. and screaming at him. And then that's when she says, oh, he said no. He goes, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's like, yeah, I figured that. So then he's back with the Flash, and so Barry goes, you know, what are you here for? And Bruce turns around and throws a batarang at him. Mm. Of course, Barry steps back and watches it go by him. He sees it's a batarang, and he's like, he's looking at him like, you're Batman? Yeah. <laughs> and so then he just, you know, picks it out of the air while Bruce is like, of course, slow in time, so it looks like he's standing still. And mm-hmm. he says, what are you doing here? And he explains, you know, well, I'm here because, you know, it's going to be dangerous, blah, 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 blah. And Barry goes, he says, and I suppose you won't, you'll say no. And he goes, no, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Barry's like, I'll stop you right there. Yeah, I'm in. And Bruce is like, oh, oh you want to join? <laughs> he says, yeah, because I don't have any friends. And I'm sitting there going, oh, wait a minute, where's the pirates and all this? You know? Well, they have well they have cast Iris, I, I believe. So we know she's in the mix. <laughs> well, that's good. Is she actually in the film? Um, who knows? She might be in the ultimate cut of Justice League. I don't know. <laughs> they they did say that there's going to be um, uh, Iris, Lois, Mira, in. Maybe not in, like, obviously, in, you know, in full form roles. Right. But they are going to feature in the Justice League. Well, I thought Lois was supposed to be the connection in the Justice League, too. Not too, but in You Justice know what I mean, League. also. Yes. I mean, T O O, not T W O. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You jumped just, me on I that mean, one. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, no, uh, Lois is still, according to Amy Adams, the one that's putting it all together. So um, She's feeding Bruce information? She's probably like, Bruce, here, this guy this guy comes out of the water. He might be a metahuman. This dude, this dude runs really fast. He might be a metahuman. This guy, okay, I know there's definitely going to be a connection with Lois and Cyborg because that was mentioned in... Lois Lane uh, comic prequel to BBS. She hints very strongly at there being cyborgs. You mean BBS? 
yeah, in the BBS prequel okay. comic. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Flash is in. He didn't get a note from Flash because he's a lonely guy, apparently. But I thought Barry Aww. had friends. Wally had friends, and why wouldn't I? Don't understand. But anyway. No, Barry. Barry has always been sort of um, the only person he can connect with is Iris. Okay. And he has, and he's, he sort of looks because he's a um, uh, CSI. Yeah. He's like, uh, you know, a science guy. They okay, sort of kind of nerdy guy. Uh, Nerdy, yeah. yeah. So the, the 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 police department sort of paints him out as a nerd, you know. <laughs> yeah, we see Batman jump from somewhere and stand to full height. It looks like he's, I don't know. We do it really slow. It's, it looks like he's coming off the toilet. But anyway, <laughs> Wonder Woman punching something and putting her gauntlets together to cause her. What is that beam thing she does with her gauntlets? Um, it's not a beam thing, right? I I can't believe I'm like the only person that knows. She it's her warrior um signal. It's where she bangs the two um gauntlets together. Bracelet bracelets yeah. together and it creates a sound wave. Okay. Okay. So it's like it's like her like you know how in ancient times you'd have a horn to to right. um announce like the battle. Like a sonic beam. Yeah, so she she does that, and it's it's her battle. It's like how but it's very, uh, the Romans. It's like how the Romans used to bang their shields, you know, before they used to go out into right. battle. Yeah, basically. They make yeah. it visual for you, so. But they make it visual so you can see the 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 sound waves. Yeah. And we have cyborgs complete with cyborg stuff on. Then we have now. I like the the flash suit better than I did in BBS. Because, I mean, I think he had armor on in that. I I don't think it's it's armor. I think it's his cosmic treadmill. He wears um a thing that helps him to a thing that helps him to cross into dimensions, especially when you're dealing with dreams. Right. It looked like there was it, like tin cans coming off of him or something. But I like yeah, the yeah. better look, but it's not the skin tight thing that um well skin tight, but it's not the more streamlined uh that um uh Grant what's his name? Grant Gost. Grant Gost. Yeah, yeah, him on the T V show. This is more Mad Max Red kind of deal. I I actually like this flash suit a little bit better than I don't know if it's the CW doesn't have like a budget have a or whatever one. but right but I I like this flash suit a lot more right um I don't know it it just looks more catchy it looks like it fits you know especially in the BBS world it looks like it just fits in yeah because you know you you learn about stuff that in the synopsis and in the rundowns of the movie that that Batman's gonna help upgrade his suits, right. right? Right. So it makes sense to have the not the top is is like loose panels, but the bottom is very firm fitting. Right. So yeah. And Barry goes through some moves. You get to see the speed force. 
you know, they put the post-production text um, uh, mm-hmm. in there so you can see. Mm-hmm. Then we see His Royal Highness Arthur. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like his face after those waves hit him. That is some picture. And yeah. then we mm-hmm. see Wonder Woman, Batman, Cyborg, and Flash. They're in a room. And I can't remember. Oh, what did he say to Batman? Something about, oh, I thought you were a myth. And Batman says, what does he say? Sometimes I am. When I when I need to be. When mm-hmm. I need to be. Yeah. But a cyborg says to, to Batman, I thought you were a myth. And yeah. uh, I, uh, the, uh, apparently there's still going to be a, a little bit more work done on the CG with cyborg, but I was very impressed. Yeah. Yeah, I like the, I like the suit. And considering, consi- yeah, considering it's all motion capture, you know, where they just put the dots and stuff on uh, right. Ray Fisher, it's it's fantastic. It's really well done. Yeah. So then we see the big Justice League um, emblem title with the star on it. And so that comes forward. And, again... What I like about these trailers is they have their little cute, funny moments after the big mm-hmm. emblem. And mm-hmm. uh, so you see the standoff. Apparently, uh, Arthur let go of Bruce's neck. And so he looks at Arthur and he goes, I hear you can talk to fish. And then he gives him like, <laughs> a little grin. And he gives him a little nod of the head. And it's like... Arthur, you don't know what Arthur does after that. I was like, dude, the man just had you up against the freaking wall, okay? So, uh, I want to see this movie now. I want to see Wonder Woman now. I want to see Man yeah. of now. We have, to wait till, we have to wait till November for Justice League. Ugh, I'm going to die. So that's November, November next 2017, year. correct? November 2017. Can't yeah. come faster. Well, okay, I had one quirk with this um, trailer. It was I loved it, but it always begs the question, the standard question, where's Lois? <laughs> I understand why we can't show Clark right now because he's D-E-A-D, dead. But Lois was supposed to play a little bit of part in this movie, and I thought it would be nice just to see her walking by or something uh, to say, oh, yeah, Lois is in this movie. You know, you can't show Clark, you know, you know, laying, getting energy or whatever, but, but you can show Lois. But it's the first teaser. I guess I will have to be patient. So how soon do we see the next one? Um, I, I do have an answer for you as to why Lois isn't there. Uh, Amy Adams had to cut her shooting short because, like I said, I think I told you, she had to go back to L.A. because her daughter was sick. And so she she didn't complete her shooting. She literally just went in for costume testing. Oh, and there's still and, Justice League, right? Oh, yeah. Justice League's only in day 50 of 111. Okay. So we're like midpoint. Not even, yeah. Not quite, yeah, not, but another five days and it'll be midpoint. Yeah. And so um, that's why Henry Cavill has 
also not been shooting as well because and then Amy Adams also has two movies coming out which she has to promote. Uh she, she's a busy gal. Um I understand that, but you know what? As a fan, I'm saying where's Lois? I know. I also you know what? To be quite honest, I was like okay, I know my Superman he is uh, quote unquote dead. Um, taking a little breath, you know how I go. I I told I told Kimmy right. I told Kimmy, she's like, do you think we're gonna get because when when the Justice League started arriving, right? I started sending her all these pictures. Right. And she's like, so do you think we're gonna get some Superman footage? And I'm like, listen, Superman just took two kryptonite bullets to the face. Uh, you know he had. He had his face cut by Batman. He got beaten up by Batman. He had a sink to the head. From Batman. Yeah, you know, he had his boot on his throat. Um, Freaking Doomsday. He just fought him out of the bat, and then he had to fight him in the sky, and then he got hit with a nuke, and then he had to get revived. And then he had yeah. again. Dude is dude is just and like again. Uh, I'm, I'm and now. And then he has, <laughs> I mean, that was a long day. It was a really long day. It was a really long day at work. Um, you know, so he's just basically there. Like Lois, I, I I know you you wearing my ring, but oh, I'm so tired. I just need I just need like five minutes nap. <laughs> You know, oh, he'll soon, he but, you know, he, the whole thing with burying him, you know, dude, you should leave him out in the sun <laughs> like a beach towel. <laughs> Come on. Right, you know, I I keep saying that. I keep saying they should have just left him out in the sun to see if, you know, he yeah. healed or whatever. Right. But I understand. They were emotionally distraught. He had a big hole in his chest, came out the other end, you know, so, but you know, Superman's just sleeping, okay? Um, He's nodding <laughs> off, accepting those electrons from the Earth. Exactly. You know, he did not have a good for you. Coffin. It was like a pine box, wasn't it? Oh yeah, he had a cheap. He had a well, not cheap, but I mean, you know. Yeah, it wasn't uh, like you know the steel mahogany thing. It was no, yeah, just maybe a pinch step up above a pine box. And you know what? That, to me, he can absorb more earth electrons or whatever, you know? As long as the well, in Kansas were cool. You know what? It's live wood because wood doesn't, the more right. organic wood is in right. its natural form. Right. Even if it's cut from the tree, it helps you absorb all the good stuff. Yep. Right? So he's just lying there like collecting some vitamin D and and electrons and all that good stuff. You know, it's just like like growing like a seed. <laughs> you know, and, and grass and it accepts, you know, the sun's rays and it goes down in the roots and Yeah, you know, he just needs he just needs a he just needs to sleep. Like he'd snooze, you know. Just let him sleep a little. Rest All right, I have to roll over. This is not going to be easy, but okay. Um, so, but Henry Cavell showed up at the panel. Mhm. And I love that he wore a plaid shirt. 
Yes, I do. I think he's inc- I think he's um bought a couple of plaid shirts and included it in his wardrobe because every time I've seen him walking about in London, you know, all these fan photos and stuff, he's walking with Cal and stuff and he's got plaid shirts and I'm like, dude, Henry, you, you know you're not really Superman, right? Right? Now it's Clark. Yeah, you know, oh, is he Clark? Is he in disguise? Wink, wink. Um, you know, but I, I find it adorable that he he came to Comic-Con in a plaid shirt. Yeah. And yet, and yet he wasn't in the trailer. <laughs> he wasn't in the trailer. Yeah. I love Zach. I don't know if you watched the, the fan video. Uh, I retweeted it. You can go and look on my timeline. Um Zach is like, you know, I got a couple of friends, you know, I'm going to bring out. Oh, someone, someone's missing. Someone's missing. And, and there's this shriek from the crowd, right? Right. And they're all like, bring him out, you know. And, they, and, um, and he says, come on out, Superman. And then they include Superman's picture and we get this. Oh, and we got a wonderful um group photo of the Justice League. Yes. Um, the Justice League has an official website. They have um, a Facebook account, an Instagram, and a Twitter you can all follow. It's, it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's lit. Justice League, people. Justice League. Oh. Yeah. I'm, um, you know, 2017 is going to be a great year for superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And I think 2018 should be a great year for superhero movies as well. If they do the I, first three. I am 100% pretty positive that Henry Cavill is not just shooting Justice League. Yeah. Because um, according to you know all those bloggers that were allowed onto the set? Right. They said that it is confirmed. You know, Deborah Snyder and, and Zack Snyder said Superman is going to be in the movie, but only in the third act. Oh, we have now, to keep her close? Right, but now, I, well, listen, it makes sense to me. Superman's just going to come in and save everybody. That doesn't mean I have to like it. Someone's gonna come yeah, in like, and save like, everybody. Oh, you know, there's like like little snips, like clues before he actually shows I, up. I think they'll do that with Lois. I think she's gonna be the sort of Superman link in the movie. So you know basically, I mean? Clark's gonna show up and save the day. <laughs> basically, that's what I said. You know, Clark I just woke up. up. You guys can't handle this. What? Okay. He's like. He's like, you know what, Bruce? I was having a pretty darn good nap. And, and Lois woke was like, me dude, up. you got to wake up because we need you. The Earth needs you. Steppenwolf is running wild with the parademon. And Clark's like, what the hell is a parademon? <laughs> okay, I'm up, but I'm going. <laughs> That's the more cynical Clark. Like, That's not real. <sighs> That's loser Clark. What? Yeah, no, no, I can see, I can see Clark saying, what, what's a parademon again? What's a parademon? And who knows? You mean Steppenwolf, 
No. From Apocalypse. What the hell's Apocalypse? Clark's going to be like, I'm so out of the loop. What? And he, he sent by Darkseid. Now, wait a minute. Bruce is the one that has these come stupid dreams, not me. <laughs> what is this Darkseid thing? He's coming after you, Clark. Why? Because, <laughs> because you're so he's evil. He's like, oh, great. I'll never get another sleep like that again. That for sure. Or that pine just... box was pretty comfortable. <laughs> but, you know, it's Clark. He'll wake up and goes, oh, man, that was great. I was like, I got to go fight Parademons, Steppenwolf, because Dark Side's in him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what do these yeah, Parademons look like? They look like um, seven-year locusts. <laughs> really? <laughs> Only they're man-sized. Oh. Batman man-sized? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Batman been doing the whole time. He's got the Justice League together. The what? The what? And then Batman pops up. I formed this league for you, my best friend. I did it for you, Clark. You did and what? And he's like, you did what? You're not trying to kill me anymore? <laughs> and Marcy says, oh, Bruce, did you come for pie? <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, Clark's like, Mrs. Mrs. Kent, I'm Clark's sorry. Like, I have to go. Clark's like, Save the world. You've, been eating, you've been eating my mom's pie? That's my pie. Mom, that's my pie. What are you giving it to him for? It's like he saved me from that crazy guy with the blowtorch. Now, Clark, his mother's name was Martha, too, and he lost his mother. All right. Whatever. (laughs) You want a beer? There's there's plenty of pie you can share. (laughs) Sharing is caring, Clark. Clark, go go be what you what you want to be for the world, okay? I'm gonna feed Bruce. I can't eat pie in the cat fat cow, Mrs. Pat. I'm sorry. <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't have milk stains on my emblem when I go <laughs> brand somebody. <laughs> it just doesn't work out. I can see the flash going. Your mom makes pie. Oh, and his mom's dead too. Was her name Martha? No. No, no, it was Nora. Yeah. Oh, I suppose. Cyborg's mom's dead, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, and, oh, oh yeah, Aquaman. Arthur's mom's dead, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Her name was Alana. Here's, here's what the real Justice League movie's going to be about. So, Clark, first from the dead... And he's like, okay, I'm going to go. Lois, oh, he's listening. He hears Lois is at the Kent farm. Then he goes to the Kent farm. He walks in the door, and there they sit. Bruce, (laughs) Barry, Victor, Arthur, and, oh, wait, Dinah's there, but she she still has her mom. But she just comes for the fun. And she likes Dinah comes to talk to her. And they're all sitting there eating pie, and he's going, Mom? It's pie for everybody. Oh, honey, they all lost their mother. And he's like, what is this, an epidemic? <laughs> I fall asleep for a while, and everybody loses their mother. What is that about? <laughs> and Diana goes, I have my mother. Now the dad, eh, 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 eh. but, you know. <laughs> and Bruce goes, I don't even have a dad. 
Victor, <laughs> Victor goes, my dad brought me back to life as a half-robot. <laughs> Using apocalyptic powers. And Bruce's like, what? What are you saying? He goes, oh, yeah, my dad uses the mother box. And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and Clark's like, okay, what is this mother box thing, you know? Mom, can I have no, a clock, clock will be like, clock will first be like, okay, hold on. Where is Apocalypse? Okay. That's what the Justice League movie is going to be about. It's about Clark finding out nobody's got a mom except Diana and him. Oh. And then Bruce, Bruce I cry because I don't even have a dad. You know, it's like. Oh, but yes, the Justice League movie was, uh, oh, the Justice League trailer. <laughs> yeah, instead of, the, you know, they'll be like the Avengers go for Schwarmer, they all go for pie at Mrs. Kent's house. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk in the door, each one, they go, hi, Mom, hi, Mom. <laughs> I'm like, and Clark's like, and Clark's like, my mother. <laughs> my mother, my mother. Dude. You know what? Clark will, Clark will be too distracted with seeing Lois wearing his the ring that he got for her. Yeah, mom. It's supposed to be a surprise. I gave it to her, honey. <laughs> Did you propose to her too? I mean, <laughs> no. I thought you could do that. Well, we didn't know you were coming back, Clark. <laughs> and then you know, Lois can't award anyway. <laughs> so yeah. That will be the ending of Justice League. They'll have, you know, the credits, and then they'll have all of them walking into Mrs. Kent for pie. Yeah, but after they clean up, not in the middle of disaster. No, no, it will be afterwards. They'll come walking in, and go, hi, Mom. You know, except for Batman, will go, hi, Martha. <laughs> Martha. I just love saying that name, you know. And that would be funny, and that would be cute. And then, you know, they all say, that's my mom. <laughs> and then Bruce goes, I still have a dad. I lost my dad, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we Barry, know. Barry will be like, Barry will be like, my dad's in jail for my mom's murder. It's in prison. Victor's like, my dad used mother boxes. What? <laughs> Tanya goes, my dad is Zeus, so shut up. Oh, Lois Lose goes, my dad's general Sam Lane. <laughs> and they all look, really? <laughs> and they're all like, whoa. <laughs> and your mother? Oh, we don't know if Lois's mother is still alive, do we? Hmm. We don't know much about her family in no. the DC. Or Lucy. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know anything about her family. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think we're going to be running out of time here. Um, oh Yeah, almost. Yeah. So, this Wednesday we have Action 960, and I don't know what else because I haven't looked. Should I look? Uh, let me see if I can pull up the DC website. Okay. And let's go to the dreaded DC Comics website. Uh-huh. So, uh-uh. Okay. Comic-Con will be over tomorrow. So, And apparently I think they have a 
uh, co-pub something or other tomorrow, too. They had one today, so I'm not sure what it is. They had one today. I could see DC Comics was tweeting Jim Lee, and I was like, I'm not <laughs> even bothered. Um, yeah, he's talking about the New 52 costumes and how he redesigned them. That is so 2010, dude. Get over it. Uh, that was, okay, I went next week. Okay, next week. Uh, we have Wonder Woman 3 with Cheetah. Ooh. Which is, hey. yeah, which is drawn by Liam Sharp. Um, Titans 1. Yep. Um, Flash 3. Sorry. Um, eh, let's see. Blah, blah. Oh, yeah, there's this thing where Jim Lee's not going to be able to draw all of Suicide Squad. He's only going to oh, 18 pages, and somebody else is going to take up the slack. Big shocker, Holly. Oh, I never I know. saw that coming. Oh, my goodness. That's, I'm he so just, shocked. Why didn't that rock star to <laughs> choke on his own vomit? I mean, come on. But but didn't I tell you that they, they found somebody else for Suicide Squad that draws similarly to Jim Lee? Because I've seen that guy's art, and right. it's like, and he's he's a young guy, right? This is his, like, um, second comic I think he's doing. And um, so he draws in a Jim Lee fashion and style. Hopefully he doesn't play tic-tac-toe on their faces. No, no. Uh, but, but I think Nightwing number one coming out. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Oh, Detective Comics is coming out next week. Uh, I just want to say to everybody that's listening, Wonder Woman and Justice League were trending with over a million tweets. Right. Marvel just had their... Marvel is still having their their panel. Right, because they right. arranged to have it just after DC. Right. Nothing is trending yet, and they brought out all their big guns. They brought out Spider-Man. They brought out um, what's this guy's name? Iron Man. Benedict, Cum- Benedict Cumberbatch for Doctor. Oh, Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, they brought out um, they brought out a highlights reel. For Spider-Man, they brought out a second trailer for Doctor Strange with extended clips. The Hulk, Thor, Black Black Panther, and one other person. Oh, and they brought out something to do with with Civil War, right? Right. Nothing's trending. Nothing's trending. Huh. Justice League still trending. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody is very excited about live action Justice League. I think everybody is finally on board with DC films. Right. I mean, you know, for me, I've been supporting it since Man of Steel. Oh yeah. And I feel and I feel like some people don't deserve it. <laughs> right to be excited, but I'm excited that everybody is now on board. Right. And they realize that 
you know what DC Films is funny, is meaningful, is everything. Yeah. I think, well, I think they really had a learning curve with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. And some of that was unnecessary, but I think Warner Brothers also learned a lesson in that they don't, the you know, the talking heads at the top of the company don't know that much. And so and then they got Jeff Johns in there, and he says, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. they announced Aquaman's writer. He's the guy that also wrote Gangbusters, which was a total bomb. But... Uh, and people were worried about it, and I said, Jeff Johns is not going to allow Aquaman to flop. So you I know what I worried. think. You know what I think um, is going to happen is Jeff Johns is giving everybody the comic book material, and they're getting these writers to just adapt it to screenplay. Right. Because Jeff Johns doesn't deal with screenplays. You know, he's a comic book writer. Well, wait a minute. He wrote for television. He's right. Yeah, but I mean, and so it's, you know what? You, but you know what I mean, right? He, he well, I think he's down. Like, it's going to be like rebirth. It's going to be he's going to be the guiding hand, and if they need help, he's going to dive in. Yes, uh, and that's what I was trying to explain. That's right. what I was trying to say. You know, he's not going to sit and physically write every single no screen. He can't do that. No, right? it's impossible. Right, and but I think, especially with Aquaman, I mean, you can see the New Fifty Two influence straight away. Right. Um, like that whole scene where Aquaman is drinking. For me, I know exactly from where Hooch comic it comes from. Right. In New Fifty Two, Jeff Johns' run, you know, he's just buried his father, that sort of thing, and you know, he has. I mean, Aquaman has very emotional. Uh, background and stories. Right. You know, you 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 just experienced it where you said you didn't realize the conflict. Right. That comes with with you know how complicated Aquaman is as a character. Right. Jeff Johns is not gonna mess up with Aquaman. Exactly. I mean that's his that's his his, that's his like, he, he loves that character. Yeah, he loves Aquaman. I think, and. Green Lantern the most, but um, he loves all his characters. Most. Well, and Flash, he loves Barry. He does love Barry, yes, but he also oh. loves Superman. Yeah, and he also loves Lois. So, yeah, you know, I mean, Jeff Johns. I will never forget how excited he was to tweet about Bombshell Lois Lane. Yeah, the statue. Yeah, you know, he he wasn't even allowed to tweet that because that was the prototype. Yeah. But he was like, screw it, I'm tweeting this. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so, yeah, um, I think Jeff Johns is going to be the the guiding comic book canon hand. Right. And he's going to help people. And I think you can see his influence, especially with the Justice League one, where he brought in his sort of, I mean, you, you can just pick it out. It's like, you know, when I watched Society, which is uh, in Smallville, one of the ones that he wrote. Right. right? There's the, just a sense of epicness. Yeah. And although Batman v Superman was epic on all levels, 
seeing that Justice League trailer, I was just like, man, I'm so glad I'm alive in now, you know, to to experience this. That whole scene where Clark goes into the brownstone and reveals the JSA table and the fit for mm. and all the you know the uniforms, the hats, the the accessories and stuff. It gives you chills, and he says absolutely nothing during the whole thing, but he's uncovering all this stuff, and he sees what the JSA was about from, you know, their memorabilia and stuff, and that is the most, I mean, I cry. Oh, yeah, me too. The first time I watched it, I cried, especially when I was, like, holding it back, and then you see the table, and you see the painting especially right and i was like i'm done that that's that's beautiful for me i want if 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 anyone was going to get anything from the set i would want that portrait now it doesn't have superman in it i take the table i would somehow manage that's a big table that's a marble table it would be heavy as heck i would drag it i come in the middle of the night maybe i don't know Good luck with that. <laughs> Next morning, you still see me dragging it. I've only moved 10 inches. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Is it a coincidence yes. that Nightwing number one and Batgirl number one are coming out Wednesday? I think it's a pure coincidence because there's been no hints at Dick and Barbara. I know. They still have to develop them, but... yeah. I think, you know what, the new... Whoops, did we lose you? Oh, we must be out of time. Yep. Okay, so we'll see you next Saturday, and be sure to get Action 960. Good night, everybody. Have a great week.